Hey, hey, kids, we're a couple of annoyed grunt boys, and this is the 138 Simpsons Podcast. Where do I keep my princess nest? It's not in my jewels or my crown. It's not in the smiles of my handmaids three who hold up the train of my gown. It's a part of me that wants to be the girl whom everyone flatters cause in her heart a princess knows she's the only girl who matters that's right we're the podcast that explores the american animated sitcom the simpsons from seasons 11 and beyond why 11 and beyond you ask well, we know there are a ton of other podcasts out there that explore the golden age of The Simpsons, that being seasons one through ten. So we want to explore the later episodes and find the gold that exists within. I am an annoyed grunt boy, Steve. And with me, as always, is... The other annoyed grunt boy, Craig. Hey, Craig, how's it going? Wunderbar, as uh, our friends in Germany would say. Bar, you say. <laughs> Roseanne, you say. And Hathaway, you say. Huh. Away down a manger... <laughs> Where we can drink beer. I like drinking beer, which reminds me of our favorite segment, (laughs) The Simpsons Beer Corner. All righty, Craig, what have you got for us this week? Well, Steve, I'll let you know that uh, this episode has Anne Hathaway in it. Mm -hmm. And as you know, Anne Hathaway... Well, you don't know it yet, but uh, I was looking at a profiler on the internet, uh-huh. and apparently it asks if she drinks alcohol, and she does drink alcohol. Oh, good. So I thought, uh, hey, beer's alcohol. Anne Hathaway likes to drink beer, so I'm going to do that. It's a very clear connection. I get it. <laughs> yeah. And um, well, she's also of like English descent, so mm-hmm. uh, maybe she likes some beers from over in Europe, and she'd probably like maybe uh, like, a, like a German-type beer. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. <laughs> that tracks. Uh, but maybe she likes uh, beers that uh, were actually made in the United States <laughs> from, uh, we'll go with San Juan Island Brewing. Okay. She probably likes that, right? Yeah, that sounds like something <laughs> Anne Hathaway would do. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we went with San Juan Island Brewing. It's a uh, Dunkelweizen. And Ooh. you know how we like our German beers. Mm-hmm. Belgians. Uh, it's a pretty simplistic uh, with only like a black and like a cream color label. It very much looks like a beer. A kid would not be attracted to this. Right. Um, it's a 5.2%. So kind of your standard. Um, there we go. Let me, let me give it a pour. Yeah. So it comes out of a can in liquid form. What do you want in a beer? Uh, caramel in color. Mm-hmm. Oh, I gave myself too much head. <laughs> That'll happen if you're flexible. Um, let me let the head settle down. I'm going to tap on my head real quick to get it to go down. So if you ever need your head to go down, just tap on your head. It'll mm-hmm. go down. You give it a little flick too. Uh, maybe use some teeth. Definitely get your head down. Uh, anyway, so here's what it says. Uh, when summer meets winter, you get the delicious full body beauty. Depth Finder drinks like a Hefeweizen with a touch of malt character. Wait, this is called Depth Finder? I thought it was called Dunkelweizen. Where's Depth Finder on this? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's right there. Depth Finder. Okay. The, so here's the problem. The the, the type, I just, I see numbers on the mm-hmm. Depth Finder up there. I'm like, I'm not going to read that because it probably says like, don't drink this if you're pregnant. And the Dunkelweizen is the, the big word. Ale is bigger. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they should have chose different sizes for their font. Anyways, um, so it's called the Depth Finder. 
Um, there's notes of rich, silky, gentle spice. Ooh, this is the name. That's my porn star name. <laughs> rich, silky, gentle spice. <laughs> uh, the hops are uh, Halliburton and Milfinder. Milfinder? I don't know. Halotro and Mitteforhern. See if I don't speak San Juan beer through language. Clearly. Or English. <laughs> um, the malts are wheat. Munich, Pilsner, and Caramunchy. Caramunch. Scaramouche? Do the Fandango? Thunder both of lightning? <laughs> very, very frightening, Steve. I, uh, I'm going to try it now. I'm looking at, at your can now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I've been working out. It's very nice, but I, I definitely understand your confusion because... Depth Finder is like in the smallest font. <laughs> yeah. Like they could have made they could have made ale like the same size as Dunkelweizen. Right. Just like made Depth Finder bigger. Anyways, but um uh, I'll have you know it's very sweet. Oh, that's surprising. Why does my glass taste like aluminum, but the aluminum doesn't taste like aluminum? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a nice like sweetness to it. I taste the richness. Uh oh, by the way, also is uh, 12 IBU, so it's very oh very low. The wheat's in there. This is yeah. I see where that mints in the copy of like the summer meets winter. Like this is definitely the right beer for the right time. Like when we record this here in June, mm-hmm. that this is the nice, cause you're transitioning from like, well, especially here, like we're lately, it's just been winter to a little bit of spring and then summer and then back to winter. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess we get some fall really, I guess it's more like fall winter and spranger. Spranger. Yeah. <laughs> Spranger. Spranger. Uh, but this is a nice transition because you're getting kind of out of the cold. Like we're finally taking our pants off and wearing shorts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're mowing lawns. <laughs> we love mowing the lawns. Always talking about lawns. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I give this a, I give this a gold brew star. All righty. Uh, so I got a beer as well. And, you know, this episode does feature Anne Hathaway and Eartha Kitt, um, both who played Catwoman from both very gen- different generations. And, you know, of all the Catwomen that there have been, they've all had different looks and different costumes. But, you know, in the dark, all cats are gray, as the Cure once sang, which is a white stout from Fat Orange Cat Brewing out of Connecticut. And it's a uh, part of the 12% Brewing Project, which is a collaboration of various east coast brewers and yet none of their beers are 12 percent, which is disappointing this one comes in at 7.2 percent and oh wow it's a stout but the color is almost like a golden it looks like almost like a uh, a lager it almost has like an orange hue to it and uh so uh trump skin yes trump skin Phil skin orange hue orange hue yeah trump orange skin hue. orange hue <laughs> trump skin orange hue. glad i didn't say banana um the can is incredibly kid friendly because it shows a drawing of a cat with little stars all over it. And it looks like a kid's uh-huh. drawing. So like hey. if you were a kid, you'd think this is fun. And like, hey, did I draw that? Steve, I don't know what my uh, product is going to be for this episode, but I want that tattooed now. I want a cat star. Yeah. <laughs> Tattoo a beer brand on me, please. Yeah. I'll I mean, take one beer tattoo. One beer tattoo, please. Because I make good decisions with my life. <laughs> All right, let's give this a try. So yeah, white stout is it's an interesting concept. I think I've heard this before, or of, of white stouts. Yeah, I've seen them on bar menus, but yeah, it's interesting. I, I haven't tried one though. Huh. Is it like I um like Crystal Pepsi? <laughs> like it tastes yeah. like Pepsi, but it kind of still leans on more of the Sprite side. It it's interesting because yeah, I definitely get notes of like coffee and then like malty chocolateness, but it's kind of doing a number on my head because when I look at it, I'm expecting something to be kind of hoppy. Mm. But it's not hoppy at all. It's um fairly sweet. And yeah, it's kind of kind of caramelly. It's it's good. I, I don't know if I could drink a bunch of them, but uh one is one is one is nice. 
Is it desserty or? Yeah, kind of desserty, but not like over. It's not like super right. uh, syrupy or anything. I mean, I still haven't tried the Guinness lagers. Yeah, because I'm nervous. Because like I, I, you know, when you see Guinness, you expect a, you expect Guinness, and then it seems like a right. Guinness lager. But I guess that's the way how I feel about like um, for like you, you know uh, name brands like uh, a Dos Equis. Like I have to have the amber. If I just get like the light Dos Equis, like I can't drink it. I'm like no. Same. Yeah. Same with like Negro Modelo. <sighs> Negro Modelo is like my favorite. It's so good. But like, if you and if you want the light one, I gotta say Pacificos, the cerveza like that hits you. Yeah, that one's good. All right, good beer. Good evening. We are watching The Simpsons. That's right. We're gonna go all the way back to January tenth, twenty ten. Not my not my favorite day in January. My of course the sixth. My favorite (laughs) day in January. Of course, we all know where you were a couple years ago. Every sixth of January, you know where I'm at. That's right. But this time, a couple of years ago, finally did something. Uh, hold on. Hold on one second, Steve. I have to go in front of a, a hearing real quick. I don't know what's okay. about, though. I'll be right back. That can wait. I'll stay. Okay. A movie. Is that me? That's you. Uh, number one movie is uh, the uh, prequel to Avatar 2, Avatar 1. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, We were not there. Uh, watch the movie. Yeah. Avatar, uh, I think I saw it when you burned me a dvd and i watched it on a 32 oh. inch uh, box television oh well can i have the dvd back i would need to watch it again oh sure i'm sure i have it in a, in a zipper case somewhere <laughs> uh, yeah it was my uh, screener copy for uh matt leblanc it's a property of matt leblanc yeah <laughs> uh, his housekeeper at the time uh was mad so he stole the uh avatar screener and it was Give all it over you. the internet. Yeah, no, it was all over the internet. So oh, yeah, yeah. You just had to go to Napster.com slash LimeWire and download it. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so yeah, Avatar, uh, can't wait for the sequel. Yeah, who cares? All right. These kids today wanting like sequels to their favorite movies. <laughs> See, can you tell me if there's a, actually a kid out there who's now 24 years old, 24, 25, 26 Someone that age range, 24 through 28. Yeah. Can you find anyone in Avatar's their favorite movie? Um, I think it'd be tough. I'm going to see something Steve, here. I need week. you to go and find some kids. Oh, well, I can do that. Well, they're not kids. They're adults. But there should be like they should be like 24 to 28. Yeah. Because well, 10 years of when might have been their favorite movie when you're 10, you know? Exactly. Well, I will say that James Cameron has four children. So maybe they really want the sequel to come out. So he will stop talking about it. <laughs> All right, Jimmy Cam. I wasn't listening to your avatar, but I was watching the song. Yes. And the uh, number one song on the Billboard Hot 100, why it's very relevant to today's teens, TikTok. But this is not an app. It's a song by Kesha. Wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. Hey, what up, girl? Grab my glasses, I'm out the door. I'm gonna hit this city. Let's Before go. I leave, brush my teeth with a bottle of Jack. Because when I leave for the night, I ain't coming back. Talking pedicure on our toes, toes, trying on all our clothes, clothes, boys blowing up our phones, phones, drop top and playing our favorite CDs, pulling up to the parties, trying to get a little bit tipsy. Yeah, I'm playing like 44 seconds of the song. Steve, I've been waiting this whole podcast recording <laughs> just for this song. It is a banger. I can't deny it. Uh, 
And then this, the, I mean, the only reason I knew about Kesha was because of the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. So I, it must happen later in this season, season 21, where they do an intro with Lisa yeah. lip syncing to TikTok. I do remember and that. They do a whole cut. And I was like, I was like, what is, I remember watching that episode live. I'm like, what is this? And I, it was catchy. And like, I, that Kesha album, like I, I got the album and I listen to it all the damn time. It's such a fun <laughs> party album. Like it's dorky and it's just goofy as shit. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a fun album. Like the first couple albums, I don't know if quite controversy, like as of uh, the asshole that fucked her over in this whole. Right. She can't be cat. Like she can't be cat a dollar sign cash anymore. Yeah. She's also a fun. I don't know. Like she has a fun podcast. I've listened to a couple of times, but she's like all into the paranormal. And that's fun. She's a, she's a party girl in a party world. But uh, yeah, that's a fun song. So I'm so excited and I can't wait till we review that episode. That'd be so we could talk about this all over again. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, the 14th episode of season 21. So just four after this. All right. Well, maybe the will of random is listening to my wishes and maybe next week that will come true. Perhaps. But for now, we're going to go back to January 10th when the episode is Once Upon a Time in Springfield, in which Krusty's show is losing its female ratings and his executives implement the hire of a new female cone star, Princess Penelope, as played by Anne Hathaway. Meanwhile, Mr. Burns takes away the free donuts from the nuclear power plant. See him taking away your free donuts from this podcast. Aww. Yeah, because you spell it do nuts. It really should be spelled donuts. I love my do nuts. <laughs> Nothing like do nuts in my mouth. Jesus. <laughs> All righty, let's uh, take a break and watch the episode. And then we're going to talk about it. We'll be right back. And we're back. Today we're talking about Once Upon a Time in Springfield, the 10th episode of the 21st season. It originally aired on January 10th, 2010. It is episode 451 in the show's run. Your nerd code is LABF20. It was written by Stephanie Gillis, directed by Matthew Nastuck, and your showrunner is Al Jean. All right. Stephanie Gillis. She's written a couple of the uh, episodes. Um, yeah. Some that we've reviewed, like Homerland. Yes. And then... Uh, I guess this episode. Yeah, that's it. But um, I, you know, I've seen most of her episodes that she's written. I just got to say, hands down, probably the most uh, talented, best writer on on the Simpson staff. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, I think uh, whoever hired her is the, probably the smartest person in the world too. That's right. <laughs> I just think that <laughs> Stephanie Gillis is America's treasure and should be placed on a pedestal. I agree. <laughs> Um, and you're right. Whoever decided to either uh, hire her or spend their life with her made a good choice. They're a smart person. Oh, you think she's married? Oh, see, I, I was hoping that, you know, maybe yeah, I, I know that I, I. Oh, you wanted to marry her, too? Yeah, I did. Oh, well, she's married. Well, that's like I, I bet she's probably married to the most wonderful, charming, handsome, well-hung man of all time. I think you're right. Now, that's groveling. <laughs> Uh, we're saying all these great things because uh, Stephanie's married to Al Jean. That's right. I'm sure we talked about it in our Homerland episode, which was our 23rd episode. Yeah, which we did way back in July of 2019. Um, how about we play a clip from that episode? <laughs> all right, here we go. Hey, Steve. Hi. Uh, Stephanie Gillis, Gillis wrote this episode. She's married to Al Jean. Al Jean's cool. Why are we talking like this? Is it 2019? <laughs> I know, but her recording was really weird. Yeah. And that was our clip. All righty. 
I'm sure they're all great over there. We're not, I'm not, we're not making a joke of uh, nepotism or anything like that. No. But uh, no, I, I like the idea of, uh, now I wonder if they met, was she a writer on the show? And then they met and then maybe some office romance. Were they the Jim and Pam of the office? I don't think so because uh, they married in 22, 2002. 1922. <laughs> yeah, in, in 2002. And uh, her first episode was in 2005. So. Oh, okay. So and they probably know, met outside, maybe at a writer's convention or something. I, I, I like to think, because you know, uh, Dan and his wife, Debla Costa, also write episodes. I just like the idea of the four of them just like hanging out in their yeah. Palatio Hamptons estate. Mm-hmm. Over there in Martha's Vineyard, maybe drinking some fine wine and yeah. trucking oysters or something. Yeah, Lauren Michaels is in the back <laughs> at the grill. <laughs> I've got burgers. I just feel like I'm sure they hang out with Lauren Michaels. I mean, that's what all the rich people do, right? Yeah. <laughs> Larry David's there. He's not Oprah. happy about it. <laughs> no, he's not mad because somebody's not using a coaster. <laughs> yeah. They don't respect the wood. Don't respect the wood. All right. Well, that's fun at all, um, Steve. So uh, that was a weird transition. effort. <laughs> Steve, I respect uh, wood and I respect uh, The Simpsons and there are many woods. <laughs> me too. Uh, this episode is uh, the title is a reference to the 1984 epic crime drama film Once Upon a Time in America. I never watched that. I haven't seen the movie. It seems that's, like one that you would have seen. But it, it's a blind. It's a blind spot on my list of movies I haven't seen. Yeah. Craig hasn't seen. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I have not seen it either. Um, I've seen the other Once Upon a Time, the sequels, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Different characters, weird stories, but yeah. Weird. Yeah. What a weird world that they live in. Like a weird <laughs> universe. So is this canonically a part of the film series, this episode? <laughs> yeah, right. The Once Upon a Time. Uh, you know, everyone talks about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What about the Once Upon a Time in universe? Yeah, the O-U-A-T-I-A-C-U. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, in fact, every uh, then does that mean every uh, uh, children's story or once upon a time? Yeah, in a land far away. That's that's part of the same universe. Right. It's a, it's a big universe. It doesn't part of the Star Wars universe because that's a, a long time ago. Yeah. Wow. The, the Star Wars universe is just uh, its own universe with uh, racist fans. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you Star Wars fans, you flyboys crack me up. I said you flyboys crack me up. <laughs> All right, so let's just get on with the episode. Okay, so this was promoted as the 450th episode. So this is kind of a big deal episode, but even though it's actually the 451st episode, but it was aired. It aired during the closing celebrations of a year-long thing that Fox did called Best 20th Ever, where uh, it was a celebration of The Simpsons turning 20 years old. And so this aired with a uh, a a two-hour documentary called The Simpsons 20th Anniversary Special, directed by Morgan Spurlock. Wow, that's a big name. Yeah, that nobody cares about anymore. Oh, I just meant his name. It's pretty big. Oh, yeah, that does have a lot of letters. Spurlock. (laughs) Spurlock. He's known for uh, directing uh, Super Size Me. Why do people not care about him anymore? Uh, He... Is he like a one hit wonder in a way? Kind of. Um, people reviewed, rewatched that movie and were questioning his motives and if he was being truthful, because that's what people do with documentaries always. Oh, yeah. They become popular. It's easy to push the narrative in your own favor. Right. And that's what you're inherently going to do. I think with documentaries, what always happens is when they become popular, like Michael Moore or whoever, when it first comes out, people are all on board and then the narrative shifts and people think that it's like specious, but I don't, I don't know that he did anything wrong. Yeah. Although yeah. later on he did uh, try to me too himself <laughs> saying that he had been appropriate with some people. <laughs> so you're just like, Oh, Hey, uh, yeah. 
I'll admit I, I've been a bad guy. Yeah, I don't know if he was like feeling left out or whatever, but <laughs> yeah. but I don't know exactly the details of that, so we don't need to. All right. So yeah. usually, usually I, um, you know, I, I've said before in the podcast that I've pretty much watched every sim, you know, single episode of The Simpsons live on right. Sunday, and I even well go back to when I was a kid watching it on Thursday nights. I said, "Screw that Cosby guy. Mm-hmm. He's up to no good." I bet, and I was right. You were ahead of the curve. Yeah. But yeah, I do not remember the special that aired. I definitely would have watched them. I can't believe I didn't. I don't remember. Right. And it's like called uh, in 3D on ice. And it was was it actually in 3D and on ice? No, neither of those things. (laughs) It's in 2D and it's not on ice until the end when the family is seen skating. And so, yeah, it's just a it was a weird kind of promotional thing. But it's weird, too, that for as big of a Simpsons fans as we both are, that we don't really remember this at all. It has to be on one of the Simpsons DVD set, right? Like maybe yeah, the... probably, probably for season 20. Well, this is season 21, right? Oh, yeah, season 21. Yeah. Do, I don't know. They haven't got to season 20 yet, have they? I think they stopped. We've talked about it before. I think they're yeah. done, actually. I think it went to season 19. That was it. They did a season 20, but it didn't have features. Right, yeah. I think... And I think they've said that they're done doing the physical media, which is, makes sense. It's also kind of sad. I think you only really need to have like the first 10 seasons on DVD and you're good. Yeah. Also, the whole uh, the whole head thing was a nightmare for people. Who uh, to play them on yeah. Shelves. Kids, you guys don't know what we're talking about. But when the Simpsons like the Simpsons, the first DVD set, I think, came out like in maybe early 2000s. I want to say for season one. And I was pretty mm-hmm. stoked. And I was like, wow, I got to get it, even though it was going to be like. $30, but back then that's a lot of money for someone who just delivered pizzas at the time in like year 2000. But uh, yeah, finally got it. And then I think you sub, didn't you always buy them for me for Christmas, like my Christmas present? I feel like I did. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you got me a Homer's head because that was the first one. And then I was like, ah, fuck. Because right. <laughs> even there was a time too where like, I believe for Homer's head, the people that had the boxes were pissed about it because they wanted the boxes. And I think you'd, you could at the time submit to Fox or whoever, and they would send you a cardboard box so you'd have to use the Homer head. Do you have any recollection of that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of do. Yeah. Like there's a think, website you could go to or yeah. something. And I think I did that and I got the box, but then I was like, well, screw it. Cause then I had Marge's head and kept the heads going. But I think I only did the, the core family head. I think after Maggie, I just went on to do uh, whatever yeah. the box was for that. Plus, the heads weren't as cool. They kept getting like smaller and not as. Yeah, that's true. I still don't have the complete DVD sets of uh, what they've released. I don't have like seasons like 16, 17, 18, 19. I don't think I have any of those. I think I stopped at like maybe 15. Yeah, you can buy um, on Amazon right now for like $378 uh, seasons one through 17 and season 20. Steve, I. I think I have better things to do with that money. That's right. Like uh, buy Fabergé eggs. Ooh, yummy omelets. Yeah. <laughs> Except when the diamonds get stuck in your teeth, right? I know. It's it's rough. All right. Well, I guess um, we'll never know what that special is about. Steve, maybe we're, we should review that special for our 450th episode. Let's hope we don't get there. But yeah, let's do that. <laughs> it'll be it'll only be like two years from now. That's true. <laughs> we're slowly getting up to 200. Yeah. By the end of the year, we're going to have 200 episodes. Ooh. That three people have listened to, and two <laughs> are Timothy, and you do two Russian uh, bots. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's just get on with the episode. We've been talking twenty minutes of uh, nothing, so. Uh... Steve, it's a full, it's a full intro. We got it all. We got yeah. a title gag. We got a billboard. We got a chalkboard couch. It's, it's all there. It's all Simpsons all the time. Oh yeah. Although it's weird because you get Ralph soaring in the air, hanging on a kite, but yet how is he back down on the Springfield when the Jebediah statue head falls on him? How is that possible, Steve? I want answers. That's a good point. We got a blender <laughs> right up front. 
Um, but the billboard is pretty fun because it's uh, the Fox Network still sucking after 20 years with the <laughs> picture of Maggie sucking on a pacifier. It's funny to think that there was a time that I remember when Fox didn't exist. <sighs> I mean, yeah, I, I don't. But I mean, it came on, what, like 87? Yeah. I didn't have, I mean, you know, I was like a little kid, so I don't really remember. I just watched a lot of TV, so I kind of remember. But yeah, it, it, I remember like when it would just air like, and I'd be like, oh, it seems like naughty, but it would, seemed enticing. Did you have cable as a kid at that age? No, no. See, we did. So yeah, probably didn't get on your radar as much. I only had two other channels to watch. Right. No, it was my dad he had to choose either between uh, getting an operation for me or to pay the monthly cable. And he chose cable. I mean, this smart it's a shitty board game anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, yeah. So uh, a chalkboard gag, Steve. Uh, remember the old uh, we thought the world was going to end in 2012 because of the Mayans. Did what John right Cusack it. told us. Yeah. Never saw it. Was that a Roland Emmerich movie? Probably uh, 2012. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Bart, Bart's right into the world may end in 2012, but the show won't. It's true. It's true. And it hasn't. We're coming up on uh, season 34 in a few months. So, yeah, we're like 10 years past this. And yeah. but it feels pretty fresh the episode it doesn't feel like it's it's like an old episode but it is you know is that right i I know no that's i always feel that way when we watch something from like Like, 2010 yeah like you could put this episode on now and it fits perfectly with like technology and time and yeah anyways but uh we get to couch gag and this one's a little fun one here it's uh, a couch scene inside of a human egg and each family member is a sperm uh swimming towards and penetrating the egg uh, to sit on the couch. The zygote then divides multiple times, forming into uh, Mr. Burns embryo. Uh, His first words are excellent. (laughs) So So this is very interesting to me because it implies that Mr. Burns was created and that the couch is his mommy because that's what they're impregnating. And that all five of the Simpsons, their sperm that Homer, Bart, Lisa, Maggie, and Marge all have are the daddy that made the baby of Mr. Burns. Wow. It's like a weird, like, stony time is a flat circle kind of thought. Oh, Steve. <laughs> yeah, man. The, yeah, the, edibles, the edibles haven't kicked in yet, so it yeah. hasn't got to me yet. But when it does... 25 minutes from now, you're going to be like, here, whoa. Like, <laughs> I'm going to circle back. I'm like, I'm going to go, whoa, Steve, remember the couch gag? <laughs> I'll try to remember that on my uh, edible kick-in yeah. portion of the show, which actually doesn't happen until the beginning of the show. Never mind. That's only inside <laughs> baseball, how we record this. Time is a flat circle, man. <laughs> uh, our episode begins, as it always does, with a target on the genitals of Krusty the Clown. Uh, two flaming arrows hit the mark, and uh, Krusty responds by shooting three flaming arrows at the crotch of Mr. Teeny. The clown and monkey shoot arrows back and forth at each other until one of the projectiles ricochet off the ground and set Sideshow Mel's hair on fire. Krusty offers to uh, put out the flames with a fire extinguisher, but instead of using the pass method, which is pull, aim, spray, sweep, he hits Mel upside the head with the fire extinguisher. Uh, realizing that he's using the wrong end, Krusty then stuffs the nozzle into Mel's mouth, spraying white stuff down his throat until it's coming out of his nose. Steve, do you use the uh, pass method when you're with yourself alone? <laughs> Yep. I pull it out. I aim. I spray. And then I sweep because I I ejaculate sawdust. So yeah, I got to get my broom out and sweep that up. Oh, Steve. So as Krusty hits his sidekick once more, the camera pans out to Bart and Homer laughing hysterically. Uh, Marge doesn't find the antics uh, as funny, saying that uh, 
real humor comes from people being nice to each other. Uh, but when Bart uh, bonks Homer on the head with a lamp, Marge uh, stifles her giggles. And then uh, back on the TV, Krusty tells the audience that uh, he loves them. But once the cameras are off, he demands that the crowd return all the hats, toys, and savings bonds that were passed out during the taping. <laughs> it's like the idea of like him handing savings bonds. Yeah. <laughs> There's some good like old timey type of humor in this. Definitely. Um, also, just Marge's line of saying that real humor comes from people being nice to each other. <laughs> such a Marge thing to say, yeah. but such a funny line. Uh, Krusty heads backstage where uh, uh, he's met by a couple of a studio execs. Ooh. Great show, Krusty. Terrific. We've got to make changes. Big changes. These are your ratings with young girls. Hey, if my writers knew how to appeal to girls, they wouldn't be writers. First of all, we love being in the Krusty business. The subtitle, we don't trust you at all. Anyway, we're giving you a new female co-star and she starts Monday. What? A new co-star? Suppose I refuse to go along with this. Then we've got an entire reality show all set to pick the new you. Hey, hey, I'm non-union. Okay, okay, change the show however you want. Make it exactly like the other crap on your network, but just let me stay. Oh, just don't fire me. Now that's groveling. How come they couldn't get Lansing Nagel? They got her voice. I know. She's right there, but not. <laughs> yeah. Usually, maybe this is her week where she's not a studio exec and she's you know, yeah, real estate. Uh, becoming an alcoholic sex addict. Ah, uh, the dream. <laughs> that's right. I mean, way there. Yeah. The alcohol gets in the way of the sex addiction, unfortunately. Exactly. And vice versa, too. Yeah. Started down a beer when you're going down on a person. Uh, so before the clip started, uh, we saw the Simpsons TV, and this is the first episode where they have an HD TV. But still like the old like cable box is kind of tilting on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is still like the time too. Um, like HD TVs weren't as flat as they are now. So they're still kind of bo- not they're rectangly. Like they're still like about, I want to say like maybe five inches thick. Yeah. Which is fine. <laughs> I know some people prefer the thickness to be about five and a quarter is a preferred thickness. Mm-hmm. But anything under five, eh, it doesn't do the trick for your HD TVs. That's right. <laughs> Uh, uh, so we got uh, Kim Brockman, Rainier, Wolf Castle, and Bubarella being judges on America's Next Krusty. It's weird that there's like a couple uh, American Idol jokes, but Fox doesn't have American Idol anymore. It's all about the... Uh... Oh, wait, hold on, because it's on ABC, but ABC is yeah. owned by Disney. Yep, and, it's uh, all one big uh, evil corporation. Does, does anyone watch... I mean, I don't... I never watched it, American Idol, when it was yeah. on and popular, but I know that it's... I know Katy Perry's a, a, a judge... Right. And I don't know who all the other judges are. Is Pharrell a judge? That would make a lot of sense. Um, Or is he a voice guy? I think he might be the voice guy. I want to say maybe Lionel Richie. Right. Okay. Yeah. Lionel Richie's on. That's right. But there's no like Simon or Randy or obviously no Paula. Right. No. But yeah, I I think you're right. I don't think people really watch it anymore either. I mean, it, people do because apparently it's. I mean, it is. It's probably like a Midwest thing. Like we're we're so yeah. far left, uh, bleeding liberals here in the Pacific Northwest that so we we don't know what the the real America is like, right? Yeah, we don't root for these uh, American people like Justin Guarini here, Clay Aiken. <laughs> the real heroes of America. Yeah, uh, from Justin to Kelly, America's cinema at its finest. <laughs> Uh, so the original judges of American Idol were Randy Jackson, uh, Simon Cowell, and uh, Paul Abdul. Right. I want you to have new judges, but change the 
celebrities. So it has to be, but they have to start with the first name. So they have to have a, a Randy, a Paula, and a, uh, uh, who's that guy? Simon. <laughs> Simon. Okay. So, um, and it's still well, the same s- show. It's a singing song, singing competition. Right. Well, you need somebody smart. So I'm going to go with Simon the Chipmunk. <laughs> um, Paula, well, duh, it's America's hottest woman, Paula Poundstone. There you go. And then uh, Randy, Randy Travis, maybe? He's a singer. Okay. Um, I was going to do Paula Poundstone too, but she took it. So I'm going to go with Paula Dean. Ooh, good call. <laughs> at her most racist. <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we got Paula Dean. I'm gonna go with uh Randy uh Marsh, uh Stan's dad from South Park. Of course. I and see that. uh Simon, I'm gonna go with uh the Mike Myers SNL character, Simon. <laughs> Is he the one the back? Yeah, yeah. Are you looking at my bum? <laughs> yeah. That was like Mike Myers, like maybe like fifth best character. Yeah. I really I like I had, yeah. a, I had a weird memory of a clip where he played a hyperactive hypo kid with Nicole Kidman. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a good one, wasn't it? Or it is, is although you can't do that now. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's pretty problematic, but their their dynamic is still a lot of fun. Yeah, I love the uh, Simon one with uh, Danny DeVito as his like cousin from New York. <laughs> yeah, you looking at my bum? Yeah, or no, you looking at my ass? Ah. <laughs> uh. How come we haven't got, uh, let's get Danny DeVito to be back on The Simpsons again. Like I said all the time. Yeah, I know. We want I'm, I'm trying to segue back to The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. Um, in that clip, I did really enjoy the, uh, if the writers knew how to talk to women, they wouldn't be writers. It's a fun joke. So that was Stephanie writing that about her husband. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just imagine Al Jean trying to like hit on her. <laughs> just not working, maybe. Uh, hi, I'm Al Jean. I would uh, like to go to dinner. <laughs> and she's like, mm, I got a date with Schwartzwelder tonight. <laughs> They just go to his favorite diner while he just smokes a pack of cigarettes. And yeah. she's like, I should have gone a date with Al instead. Yeah. Now I'm stuck with secondhand smoke and one <laughs> cup of coffee. Yeah. And then she she decided she can call him. Call him Al. That's right. <laughs> Paul Simon's there at the Hamptons house playing bass yeah. with Chevy Chase. <laughs> hey, Lauren. Uh, this is Chevy Chase impersonation. Hey, Lauren, throw me a dog. It's not impersonation at all, but... <laughs> <laughs> Which is appropriate for Chevy Chase because he was f- f- Fletch. Yeah, that sounds like Fetch. Yeah, and Chase is like a dog. Exactly, <laughs> and he's a real dickhead, like some dogs. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to also mention because I was talking about the whole American Idol thing, but oh yeah, you, you had the America's Next Crusty with Kent Brockman, Rainier, Wolf Castle, and Bubarella. I thought that was funny. <laughs> it was like the 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 guy auditioned. He was like, I'm non-union, but it's clear you're just to like Dan Castellaneta, but just trying to do like crappier version of Crusty. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, we then go to the kitchen of 742 Evergreen Terrace, where Marge is excited to try out her new Fry Girl deep fryer. Bart and Lisa are eager to taste Marge's donuts, but Bart is disappointed when he learns that the uh, Rainbow Sprinkles have no violet. That'd make them Roy G. Bye. Hmm. Happy Bell- Pride Month, everyone. Exactly. Roy G. Bye. They should do that. They should make a buy flag with no violet. Anyway. Uh, when Mark <laughs> threatens to uh, take them away, Bart changes his mind, saying that he doesn't know anything about rainbows. I, this is a little early to mention this, but I noticed that in this episode, there's a lot of references to Bart and homosexuality being right next to each other. I'll point <laughs> it out later. Bart scarfs down a few of the fried pastries, but Homer kind of weirdly declines, saying that he gets free donuts at work. He then imagines, imagines the break room beside the fridge where a pink cardboard box awaits. He drives to work and continues to ponder about that pink box, groaning. Or is it greening 
with a United Nation of Donuts. Later, Krusty introduces his new co-host. Yeah, I felt like the whole scene was weird because it's just to do the setup with, you know, this whole clip we're about to play. But yeah. like Homer, like turning down a donut doesn't seem Homer. Yeah, especially a fresh fried donut in front of you. It, but here's the thing that, well, once she's got like a deep fryer, which is kind of funny at the time. Mm-hmm. Now we're like 10 years later, we're all having like the air fryer renaissance. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember like 10 years ago having like a deep fryer. Yeah. I mean, they've been around for a while, but like just purposely getting and realizing, oh, I like, can just like actually just deep fry shit like on the stove. Right. With, with and, the like, oven. Right. <laughs> like I don't need like some contraction that's difficult to clean out. Yeah. That's just going to get to smell like French fries. Yeah. And the basket is a piece of shit basket. Doesn't it work. Always. Yeah. And like you could put only like three frozen French fries in there. Yeah. <laughs> doing them in batches. And it's not that it's counterproductive. Anyways, but. I think the thing is, uh, maybe Homer's right because there's even at home, I don't think you get the right consistency as like getting a donut from like an actual donut shop. Plus, she just like has fried dough and just put sprinkles on it. Like, there's no, it's just the dough. She doesn't put like any uh, like sugar on just sprinkles. That's true. Yeah. That's not that great. There's no glaze for like a cake on it. No. It's just fried dough. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know what, Marge? Your Sundays suck and so do your donuts. Oh, yeah. Get some Marge. Uh, sass up in here right <laughs> taking down the woman oh we can't do that in these day and ages steve oh this is episodes very uh kind of <laughs> not anti-woman but some anti-woman statements are made yeah that's true steve do we have a clip here come on where's that clip guy all right hey clip, clip guy yeah clip guy. jellies rubbing elbows with cream filled the masculine contours of the box juxtaposed with the feminine curves of the treat themselves why did you try to stop him i did once what? Uh, oh, pink box. What's going on? I'm afraid your daily donuts are no more. You can't do that. Until Mr. Roosevelt's new deal starts working, this country's still in a depression. I'm spending a fortune on atoms, and we have to cut costs. But we have way more expensive unnecessaries than donuts. Yeah, like the ceiling furniture. Or all the joke ID badges we order. No donuts. No! Donuts! Exactly. Hey, hey! But seriously, hey, hey, kids. A word about today's show. The network geniuses, with the ink still drying on their MBAs, <laughs> think your old pal Krusty should share his limelight with an up-and-coming new star. Let's give a respectful welcome to Princess Penelope. Okay, uh, my three favorite takeaways from that uh, clip. Yeah, uh, the beginning with when Homer's just, you know, describing the donut and just like, burst through the uh the power plants gates right he's <laughs> like why didn't you stop him and it's like i did once and turns to see like <laughs> no arm yeah <laughs> so the line delivery too is just like <laughs> it's really funny it um is, yeah and then again this is talking about like old-timey humor i feel like conan o'brien would love the uh when burns is like well until roosevelt's new deal act starts <laughs> making progress yeah like such an old-timey dated reference love that yeah. <laughs> and then the end too is like i love like the dynamic of crusty in studio because there's a couple other jokes coming up but the one where he's like doing a monologue joke and the kids like saying oh they haven't earned their nbas and the kids like laughing at that joke yeah like they know about network networking yeah. stuff. <laughs> that, was, that was really funny i also felt like the uh donuts no donuts yeah. uh that little thing is like classic like old school like doe deer female deer type stuff very good it's very fun <laughs> no doe nuts <laughs> exactly yeah good stuff that was that was a fun clip yeah 
All right, so the audience of the boys offer slow and different claps as uh, the stage turns to reveal the castle bedroom of Krusty's new co-host, Princess Penelope. On the bed, the princess combs her hair and begins to sing about where she keeps her princessness. The devil wears Prada's star and Hathaway sings in a Disney-esque lilt as she introduces her three handmaids, played by Krusty, Sideshow Mel, and Mr. Teeny. Barge and Melhouse watch this at home. They're shocked, their jaws on the ground, and Lisa pops her head up from the book she's reading, which of course is uh, Angelica Buttons and the Infinite Armoire. Yeah, so it's interesting. We got Anne Hathaway here, and two weeks ago we had uh, Hugh Jackman, and they're both uh, in uh, uh, the Les Mis movie. Hey, Steve, what's an Anne Hathaway? About 40 pounds. What? <laughs> That's really light, Steve. Um, <laughs> no, you ruined my joke. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it should be more like, you know, an actual adult human female weight. That's true. Take it again. All right. Hey, Steve, what's Anne Hathaway? I don't know. Well, she's about six, four, weighs about 300 pounds. <laughs> and she's like a refrigerator. Oh, wait, no, that's a different sense <laughs> of joke. No, uh, I'm trying to make the joke. Remember when Tim Conway is like, yeah, what's, what's a Tim, Tim Conway? About 120 pounds. Yeah. Which is pretty light for a man, too. It's true. But he was a, sh- he was a short man. Yeah. Um, like so... he didn't have any he had very short legs. Did you see Dorf on fishing? <laughs> oh, Dorf was a video series. And I think it was a character on uh, Mary Tyler Moore show where uh, Tim Conway would basically just sit on his knees, but have uh, shoes underneath. So it looked like he's very short. And then yeah. he would fall down a lot. Uh, Tim Conway, he died. He died. Yeah. So <laughs> but. Bad. But I've done that Anne Hathaway joke before because it's, I mean, on the podcast, but I think it's funny because anyone has a last name with way, you say, well, it's uh, Anne Hathaway. Exactly. And then I, just, I just wanted to like look because the internet's weird. So you can find out all this stuff. And <laughs> right. I found this website. I said to bring it. It's called starsunfolded.com. And it's kind of gross because it's like Anne Hathaway, height, weight, age, boyfriends, family, biography, facts, and more. So it's kind of like a wiki, but just right. like the way it's like listed out is more like stats, like on a baseball card. Like that for instance, weird. but the thing is, it was updated in like 2017. So it's kind of dated, but it's like full name Anne Jacqueline Hathaway. Nicknames Annie, Anne, profession, actress, and singer. Physical stats and more height uh, in centimeters, 173. In meters, 1.73. In feet, inches, 5.8. Weight, approximately in kilograms, 55. In pounds, 121. So the answer I was looking for was 121. Okay, that's done. Steve, you want her figure measurements? Because it's on here. It's 34, 25, 35. Okay. Steve, I still don't know how that works. Nope. Because <laughs> I'm not a woman. So I'm just like, numbers. <laughs> yeah. It's like um, the middle one's smaller normally. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What was Marge's? Didn't they have like a, a joke on the one of the episodes of The Simpsons? Like Marge is like, I'm a perfect like 34 or something. Like she's like 34. Yeah. 30, I forget what it was. Uh, eye color, dark brown. Hair color, dark brown. <laughs> Steve, do you know when she was born? Whoa, I'm seeing this now. November 12th, 1982. So a year and one day after when you were born. That's right. Um, so that must make her 35 in 2017. <laughs> so she's like 40 now. Yeah. Uh, born in New York City, New York. Uh, making her a Scorpio, of course. Not because of where she was born, but her birthday. <laughs> Um, she attended Milburn High School in New Jersey. Maybe that's wow. where she gets her Jersey accent in this episode, right? Yeah. She went to Vassar College in Poughkeepsie, New York University in New York. I know Vassar from The Simpsons. Yes. And Poughkeepsie is a funny name to say. Yeah, it's a good comedy word. Yeah. Uh, her first film apparently was The Princess Diaries. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Princess Diaries. I get it. <laughs> I like this religion, not religious. Food habit, like vegetarian. I like food habit. <laughs> food habit. 
uh, political inclination, Democrat. And see, sure. here's the best one of all. Her address. But it's for FAML. So everyone out there, I'm going to say it twice. This is as of 2017. If you want to write Anne Hathaway a fan letter, mm-hmm. address it to 1048 Irving Avenue, Suite two, 624, Newport Beach, California, 92660, USA. That again is 1048 Irvine Avenue, Suite 624, Newport Beach, California, 92660, USA. There you go. Steve, what's her hobbies, you think? Uh, I, I'd imagine that she likes reading books and novels, uh, swimming, listening to music. So like generic hobbies that everyone has? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. Uh, <laughs> Probably fits well with her vegetarian habit. Yeah. Steve, do you know any controversy with Anne Hathaway? Uh, I remember way back in May of 2005, was it, where she was uh, prosecuted for not paying her share of the rent at a house she was staying at while traveling in the Bahamas. But she was she insisted that she was a guest at the house. So how was she not canceled right there? I know that's pretty egregious. Like she shouldn't have had any roles after. I am kind of mad that they hired her on The Simpsons. Yeah. Because of something I mean, like that controversy right there. It's 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 frankly really gross. And yeah, I kind of hope uh, maybe this light, this news that's coming to light now, like we'll probably get everyone fired from The Simpsons. I think so. And that means that we're going to have to take over The Simpsons. That makes sense to me. Uh, the website gets really gross, too, because then it has a section called Boys Affairs and More. <laughs> it's like the affairs slash boyfriends. Yeah. Like there's there's a couple on there. I mean, she was rumored in 2011 with James Franco. He's the good Franco, right? Uh, No. Oh, wait, which one's the good Franco? Isn't that Dave? Oh, yeah. Dave's the good Franco. <laughs> James is the be. bad Franco. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dave Franco's married to Allison Brie. That's right. Uh, So... Did you know that uh, she got married September 29th in 2012? So a couple of years after this episode. Yeah. Married to Adam Shulman. Hmm. She's got some kids. See, I don't really care about this. Like, no, her parents. So I anyways, I thought it was always funny because like her last name actually is Hathaway. Mm-hmm. And I thought because like Anne Hathaway always came off to me as like that typical stereotype of the we all had we all knew that girl in high school was like, I'm going to be an actress. And like it was always right. plays. like she wasn't popular she was always too much, right? Even for us as kids, like, well, yeah, you're too much. And she always seemed that way. And I always assumed she was kind of like, I, I don't know who about her personally, but, and I always thought that she was like, she was like, well, her name's Hathaway and she loved theater and acting so much that her stage name was just going to be Anne Hathaway because uh, Shakespeare's wife was named Anne Hathaway. Right. And it turns out like, no, it was her parents that are, because her mom was an actress mm-hmm. and was really into acting. So they named her Anne Hathaway. So it was, yeah, that's her real name. Wow. It's just like, you know, what I'm saying is like, I feel like that would be like a pretentious thing that a, a, a kid like in high school is like, and my stage name is going to be this. Right. And that's so that's like the most pretentious you can get. Yeah. <laughs> that's why if I was going to be an actor, my name was going to be Craig Robinson. <laughs> yeah. Craig Robinson. <laughs> I was going to name myself uh, Craig Lee Strasberg. Huh? <laughs> Craig Adler. How about Craig Meisner? Oh, yeah. How about Chekhov and his phasers? That's right. <laughs> um, I don't know where we got this deep dive on Anne Hathaway, but it's just uh, like reading about like um, this website has her favorite novel, which is The Fountainhead by Anne Rand. Oh, yeah. Her favorite actors are Joaquin Phoenix and Ralph Fiennes. Isn't Joaquin Phoenix? Is he? He was Joker. Yeah, he was. Oh, Joker. weird. You know what? I know she was oh. already in The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. Catwoman, and and if they ever if they ever do a sequel to uh, the the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie, which they don't need to, but you know they're yeah. probably going to, and she kind of puts on that that accent in this episode, she would be a good like fit for a Harley Quinn, but not like, oh. like a very darker Harley Quinn for that universe. Yeah. 
I could see that working actually. Either her or my choice for like a dark Harley Quinn would be uh, Anne Anne Murray, Annie Murray from uh, Shit's Creek. Oh yeah, that, especially that, if you watch oh. Kevin can fuck himself, she has that. That's a really Harley good Quinn call. Voice. Yeah. yeah, just saying. I mean, keep Margot Robbie for like the other DC movies, but if you want to do a very dark Harley Quinn, I think that's a good call. Yeah. Hmm. Wow, we're we're ahead of ourselves here. Like, alrighty, car collection. Steve, what kind of cars does she have? <laughs> got a volvo xc70 an audi r8 spider an audi a5 she likes her audis a porsche carrera and uh yeah carrera s convertible she may like an audi with steve i like my any that's right <laughs> dumb that's a joke uh, tell your kids some less known facts about Anne hathaway <laughs> does Anne hathaway smoke no she abandoned it oh no poor poor smoke poor ciggies <laughs> it's abandoned <laughs> the pack of camels on the curb sad uh does a hen halfway drink alcohol yes good she's one of us um she's of english and irish descent oh good she's one of us <laughs> an um, alcoholic i mean right irish uh hey the english can be uh, alcoholics too that's right uh soccer hooligans for example football uh during the uh audition for the princess diaries she fell off her chair during her audition for the role of the klutzy princess huh wow Julia is like, intolerant. Oh no, I baked her some milk. <laughs> cheese. I guess I can just say cheese. Yeah. All right. Um, that's your that's the annoyed grunt boys and Hathaway corner. Um, tune in next week. We'll continue talking about Anne Hathaway, apparently. Yep. <laughs> Every week dives on. Have we ever done a deep dive on an other celebrity guest voice as much as not this deep? It's all because I was of a stupid joke. I was trying to like find like a, a weight. right weight to say for the joke and that's yeah. all it came down to steve so once again let's do the joke all right steve what's an Anne hathaway about 120 pounds and that's all i wanted steve that's all i wanted it's perfect that right. that rim shop is a sweet relief all right well steve penelope continues her song in the mirror and her reflection sinks back to her <laughs> bart and millhouse lift their shirts over their heads in disgust I love it. Is that was that a thing we did as kids too? Like, ah, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> um. So back on the TV, a dragon puppet vomits flowers onto Penelope as uh, the rainbow lowers from the rafters. Uh, the rainbow then becomes unlatched from one of its chains and then knocks Krusty to the ground. Uh, Bart and Millhouse are now on the ground, rolled into balls, rocking back and forth on the carpet. So Penelope hits a high note, and Bart declares that he can't keep watching this dreck. Love another word, like dreck. term, another term like old timey turn that like Bart yeah. does dreck. <laughs> I just feel like I don't know why I was thinking of Conan O'Brien when I was watching this episode, but I feel like there's a lot of like phrases in here that he would just appreciate. Most definitely, that's who it is. Like, like Conan O'Brien and Al Jean and Stephanie probably hang out. They seem like they would hang out. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, anyway, so then he take Bart takes Millhouse's glasses and puts them on his face, blurring his vision, <laughs> giving him a little relief. And <laughs> Millhouse uh, opens up a pair of his backup specs, and they're kind of like the old uh, like Harry Carey yeah. kind of style. Do people know who Harry Carey is? Am I making a reference? Jesus. He he was played by Will Ferrell. Yeah, he's uh, the Will Ferrell character from SNL. That's even an old reference now. That's true, yeah. It's like 20 years old by this okay, point. Okay, so um, he's wearing black-rimmed glasses that uh, Pete Davidson wears. Does Pete Davidson wear glasses like that? Sure. I, yeah, sure. <laughs> Harry Carey here. That was my Harry Carey. That was like my it. Will Ferrell doing Harry Carey. <laughs> so anyways, so I think it's kind of funny. It's those, those backup specs. And uh, Millhouse, uh, we're going to have a clip here. He's going to share his thoughts on this. And then uh, we're going to see what uh, Mo. Uh, we're going to go to Moe's and see what's going on over there with uh, Homer, Lenny, and Carl. Ooh. 
First girls ruined sex in the city. Now this. I agree it's cliche, but she does have a certain... Oh, <gasps> unicorn! Oh, that is so fake. You can see the strap on the horn. Just give me this. Easy there, Happy Trail. They took away our donuts at work. All I've had are my meals. And the worst thing is, there's nothing we can do about it. I think that's the best thing, because then you can say, well, there's nothing we can do about it. Bartender, buy these men around on me. You want to buy around? I heard about that in bartending school, but i never seen it happen. Oh, this is very good for me. Very good indeed. Gator McCall, I'm a headhunter. <laughs> I'm a corporate recruiter who specializes in nuclear workers. I guess these days, headhunters can be anything. I love Millhouse's line of like, about talking about girls, like first they ruin sex in the city. Not wrong. <laughs> I'm just trying to think like, what, what was he watching before? <laughs> like these, you know, illogical jokes. Yeah. So like it was uh I never watched Sex in the City so uh, was oh. he just all about like Mr Big or something Yeah Mr Big and I, I see uh, I know these Steve. terms Okay there was a Steve Yeah he was like yeah kind of talk like this and he really liked one of the Sex in the City ladies I was listening to a podcast I think it might have been How did this get made and uh, they were talking about like fandom and how or was it I don't know, was it that podcast or was it hmm. Anyways but they were talking about how maybe it was Scott hasn't seen and. Uh, we're just talking about dorky things here. Sorry. We'll talk about dorky Simpsons things in a second. But there was, <laughs> they were talking about how like Sex in the City 2 was kind of like, you know how like Star Wars, uh, sorry, racist Star Wars fans like are mad at changes or like movies or TV, whatever. Mm -hmm. And like Sex in the City, the second movie was like, they could understand men's fandom of like over stupid shit. Oh, yeah. I get it now. I can see why you hate or you're mad at something that you love so much because it's so bad. <laughs> That's true. I, I so I have never intentionally sat down to watch an episode of Sex and City, but I've seen every episode just through dating women and uh, and gay men and gay men. It's true. Um, but uh, I remember seeing a bit of the second movie. And yeah, it's like it's 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 wreck. It's real bad. Like just the jokes are just so ham fisted and just it, it's 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 awful. Well, luckily, Steve, I, I will never know that wonderful film. I, I bet I'd like it. You probably would. You're such a Samantha. Yeah, I'm. Look, and I I love Star Wars as much as the non-racist Star Wars fans. Mm -hmm. But well, Steve, you on the other hand, mm -hmm. have something to say. I'd like to come. <laughs> no, not that. By the way, I'm still pretty racist. I know, Steve. I know. Ah, that cursed <laughs> clip where I was quoting, <laughs> quoting. Oh, sorry. What? What again? Kids and hot naked orgy. Yow. Okay, Steve, calm down. Jeez. I got no problem with <laughs> Wow. I, I love Mo looking up by oh. me around. It's so good. The fact that it's in like a bartender's guide, yeah. <laughs> like by around, it's like realizing like, oh man, this is good for me. I'm going to make a profit. Uh, and just his reading of, uh, this is very good for me. It's just, it's great. Yeah, I love that scene too. Also, uh, Homer just freaking out about a headhunter's. <laughs> It's great. Uh, what is it that uh what is it i can't i don't remember verbatim but what lenny said in the clip too of, uh oh about how uh what it's the worst thing that could happen he's like it's actually the best thing you happen because you can say what are you gonna do 
Oh, yeah. Very fun scene, Steve. Yes. Uh, so Gator McCall tells Homer and his friends that nuclear workers are incredibly valuable and that the industry has never been better, especially since all those protesters are dying off from radiation poisoning. Uh, as Gator hands out his business card, Lenny looks at it and at the dollar sign and the mushroom cloud on the card and ponders if it's a business card or a passport to a better future. And Gator quickly says that it is, in fact, a business card. Great joke. Uh, Lenny hitting off some couple of good jokes. Lenny's always yeah. good. Oh, yeah. Do we ever make Lenny the most valuable jokester? Not yet. But, but we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, well, let's go see what the uh, how the A story is coming along. So we'll go back to Studio Six at the network at the net and the network suits tell uh, Krusty that his audience is packed and they didn't even use the uh, cardboard cutout kids. <laughs> uh, Krusty isn't happy that the crowd is all girls since, as he puts it, they don't laugh and they don't buy cigars. <laughs> I just love the idea that the fact that one of Krusty's sponsors is a cigar brand, <laughs> right, <laughs> on a kids show. <laughs> <laughs> he's concerned that dutch masters that cigar brand is that actual cigar brand it is i had to look it up but yeah okay. is it like crappy like what was what was those blends swisher sweets is it like those like i think it's of... better than that but probably like same level as like what is it snow owl yeah i don't know i don't know it ain't <laughs> a cohiba i'll tell you that much and a cohiba steve um so he's concerned that uh, like i said the dutch masters will drop sponsorship like a hot potato crusty begins his monologue about the news a soft tiver agreement with Canada. Again, that was another joke that I was talking about. The one I was about, like the old timey, like <laughs> yeah, oh, like like old Carson Tonight Show type of joke. Like here, I went about the uh, timber agreement. Like, did you hear about this, started... Ed? Did you hear yeah. about this? Just soft timber. Just really got. It was just really funny to me. Yeah, <laughs> of Krusty into a kid's show talking about geopolitical issues or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but the uh, girls in the princess dresses all want something else, Steve. Oh. Did I hear the sound of wishes being wished? Yes, 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 Glitter and sparkle, one, two, three. You're all princesses just like me. <laughs> Breathing all this stuff can't be good. Poor Krusty, he's become the lowest form of life. A sidekick. You said it, Bart. Way to sum up the situation. Take it easy, little buddy. That's exactly how I'll take it. Wanna come in and get your sister with me? Hell no. Watch your language. Now, why the hell not? Aw, oh, the Krusty show sucks now. It's all pink and princessy. Why are great things always ruined by women? The Army, the Fantastic Four. Think how awesome American Idol would be with just Simon and Randy. Oh, Bart being sexist there, Steve. Yeah. I do like the uh, uh, <laughs> the psychic joke of yeah, <laughs> you tell him little, <laughs> like male house is like chiming in like, <laughs> and then Bart calm little buddy again. Such an old like that's like uh, 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 Gilligan's Island. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kids know Gilligan's Island. I mean, I'm surprised that we know about Gilligan's Island. To be honest, well, back when you just had the yeah, two channel, on, Steve. Yeah, it I had be my, on every night, and I had my cable TV, and I could watch. Uh, well, three channels were showing Gilligan's Island on cable, yeah. but you know, at least I had my then MTV. Then you could over and watch a rerun of, uh, yeah, maybe get yeah. an episode of Dream On. Back back in the eighties, I could watch uh, MTV, and I get to watch uh, Up the Hill with Kate Bush, and uh, I knew it before Stranger Things season four knew about it. Oh yeah, have you heard that? Like the internet's like discovering a Kate Bush song because it's featured in Stranger Things season four. Yeah, there's. A whole generation of people discovering that Kate Bush is a talented artist. You know what? I've 
I'm glad this Stranger Things is around and it's popular for kids. So they're learning about 80s culture this way. Might as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I still haven't watched Stranger Things season four, but I heard it's good. Yeah, me too. I'm actually uh, two seasons behind, but uh, <laughs> I hear it's good. See if there's only been two seasons. <laughs> oh, no. no. I'm just kidding. So you've only watched the first season. <laughs> no, actually, I've, I'm one season behind. Then, yeah, I've seen the first two seasons. So there's too much TV. Like, I haven't even started The Boys yeah. season three yet. I haven't. Uh, too much TV. It, it's because I'm just watching The Simpsons 24-7. Yeah. <laughs> Hoping it's the episode we review. <laughs> Oh, you just skip that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, when Barnes like the how girls ruined everything, like the Fantastic Four, like <laughs> he just likes the thing. Reed Richards and the Human Torch. Human Torch. What was the other one he hated? Uh the army. The army. God. Oh, is this where you're talking about like maybe he likes Yeah, I mean this is boys. Not yet, but this is another another clue. Yeah. He just hates women. Well no, so this is really just like every Republican's like viewpoint on women, right? That's true. Um, I do have to say that Anne Hathaway is doing a very good job singing like a Disney princess. And it's so good that she won an Emmy for her voiceover performance. For this episode? Yeah. Well, that probably, you know, that probably excited her. She's like, man, I can't wait to keep doing this character for more episodes because it's such an establishment at the end of this episode of me sticking around. Exactly. It's canon now. <laughs> and in season 33, all those episodes that were reviewed with Crestine Princess Penelope. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Huh. Wait a minute. Hmm. Anyways, uh, Homer laughs telling Bart that uh, he may say that girls ruin everything now, but when he gets older, Bart will just think it. <laughs> it's like <laughs> such a it's a funny line, but also like a sad line. Yeah, true. I mean that like he feels that way about women. Homer does. Right. It's and not he's basically cool. telling Bart that he's not wrong. Just yeah. Keep your thoughts to yourself. Jesus. Don't forget a woman did write this episode. That's right. Okay. Maybe that was uh, Al Jean's contribution. I was like, eh, how about this joke? <laughs> oh, anyway, <yeah>. so <laughs> Homer then leaves his son in the car and heads to get Lisa, who is uh, trying to get Penelope's autograph. Uh, Bart looks out of the car window to see the Krusty store on Earth, uh, the Krusty Loose Studio store. He steps into the gift shop to find nothing but Princess Penelope merch. Uh, he asks the, uh, where all the Krusty stuff is, and uh, the uh, clerk there, I think it's Raphael, directs Bart uh, through a magical door, which leads to an alley where a dumpster is overflowing with discarded Krusty merch. Uh, next to the trash bin is uh, the actual Krusty himself, uh, who takes a slice of bread, pours some <laughs> cheap gin on it, and places another slice of bread on top, making a gin sandwich. Um, so here on the podcast, uh, when there's like a food thing is made, I make it for Steve, and uh, we're going to try it. So Steve, I'll let you know I got some... Uh, Nice wonder bread here. Oh, nice. Um, I got uh, this gin called a uh, grandma's old time gin from <laughs> Kentucky, Nigeria. Weird. <laughs> um, I got it at the liquor store. It was on the bottom shelf. In fact, I had to like lift open the tiles on the floor <laughs> to find it. It right. was uh, it was a uh, one ninety nine. Wow. <laughs> and it's a fourteen gallon bottle. Wow. Yeah. Fourteen gallon. Yeah. I don't know. How I lifted it up, but I yeah, did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because it's on the bottom, so you lift with your legs, so it's pretty right. easy to lift it, it up. Yeah. Right. Okay. Anyway, so um, it's, well, it's kind of hard to tilt this 14-gallon gin <laughs> made in Kentucky, Nigeria. Um, I, I Can I just soak the bread real quick? Yeah, it's fine. And there you go. All right. Mm, tastes like childhood. <laughs> and that's our bit. I like that the bottle says cheap gin. Wait, my bottle? The bottle on the screen. Like, oh, yeah. Like, the, see, just poop like that. It, a bottle. Are we done with cheap, this bit? <laughs> cheap brand gin. Yeah. <laughs> see, we, I have a business proposition for you. All right. We'll talk after the show. All right. Cool. 
So Bart then throws the boozy sandwich out of Cressy's hands and then slaps him, telling him to snap out of it. Bart reminds Cressy that he was once Look Magazine's 100 Most Promising Clowns in 1958. It's another <laughs> another great old-timey, old-timey joke <laughs> that Look Magazine had. The top 100 clowns <laughs> of 1958. Cressy tells Bart that there were a lot of suicides in that group. Funny suicides, but still. <laughs> like that's your favorite joke. It's a pretty good joke. <laughs> Krusty feels that his time is up, but Krusty points to the Krusty the Clown show sign and asks his hero whose name is on that sign. But at that moment, two workers paste a featuring Princess Penelope banner over the sign. They then toss some Krusty cutouts into the bin, and one of them sees that the real Krusty and assume that he's also merchandise and throw him into the dumpster. Krusty admits that he's hit rock bottom, but his comeback start now. The dumpster then shuts on him, and he lifts up the lid and says, now his comeback starts. And just then, a raccoon bites his arm. <laughs> he tosses the rodent and tries to keep uh, uh, tries to get out of the dumpster just as it begins to roll down the street. Uh, Krusty wonders why clown things always happen to clown people. It's a great uh, rule of three, like trying to get out of the dumpster, the lid shuts, and then gets bit by the raccoon, and then it dives away. Good stuff. Yeah, I, I also love the idea of just like that typical... I mean, we, we know how the story progresses, but like the whole like, oh, this is going to be a crusty comeback special, which we've seen before, but kind of doesn't yeah. go that way. But yeah, <laughs> and just like, why does why do clown things happen to clowns? <laughs> <laughs> and there we get a raccoon side. We haven't seen a raccoon in a while. Uh, so, yeah, we then head to the Capital City Nuclear, which advertises the cleanest injury there is, except uh, once in a while. But then look out inside. Uh, Gator McCall is showing Homer, Lenny, and Carl the perks of the plant. He explains that other nuclear plants won't let you tape Gary Larson comics on their workstations. But at Capital City, you can actually see Gary Larson drawing the comics there. Uh, but then back at Crusty Lou Studios in this clip, uh, we'll have uh, Crusty confront Penelope. Oh. Gary Larson, I thought you retired. I was retired until I got the call from Capital City Nuclear, offering me the chance to be the in-house cartoonist at a nuclear plant. Gary, why don't you whip up an instant classic for my friends here? You got it, Gator. (laughs) (laughs) Man, a lion would not want to see that on his x-ray. Where are you? Where? You're not even in Nassau County anymore. You're in Suffolk. Look, look, no, 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 no. You're going the wrong way. Hold on. Coming! Now see here, little Miss Scene Stealer. I'm the star of the show. You're just the reason people tune in. Krusty, there's something I have to tell you. No, no, let me finish. I work like I drink, alone, or with a monkey watching me. Krusty, I love you. That way, if I pass out, he turns me on my side, so you what? I have loved you since I was a 12-year-old girl in Mineola, Long Island, watching your show. At least you and I have the same drinking method as uh, Krusty, right? Yep, alone or with a monkey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gary Larson, the beginning of that clip, that was fun. Yeah, it's good to hear from him because at this time he was retired. And I think with a, it's in the past few months he announced that he was going to go back and post uh, comic strips online. Yeah, wasn't it like during the pandemic... I think mm-hmm. he kind of came out of retirement. Like it wasn't like it'd be a daily thing. It's just like, yeah, I'm just going to put up a strip every once in a while. Yeah. Do you like the, uh, the fart side when it was a, in its heyday? I, I think so as a kid, because everyone liked it. So I had to like it. Exactly. Yeah. I just always associate it with science teachers. <laughs> yeah. They would always have like the, the poster side. of the, uh, the gifted school with the, uh, kid pushing on the pool door. Right. <laughs> Classic Larson. Classic Larson. What do you think? Uh, the, uh, cartoon, <clears throat> Or the comic strip was that they're laughing at. He said like uh, a lion wouldn't like to see that in his x-ray. Uh, yeah. Um, huh. Maybe it's uh 
Catser. Catser. <laughs> I was thinking more like uh like maybe a menu or re- uh, receipt from Veggie Grill. Who, as good. we know, uh, lions cannot—they uh, can't digest vegetables. That's right. So uh, <laughs> he ate a menu. <laughs> maybe he. Uh, uh, maybe it's an alarm clock because he sleeps tonight, and if he ate his alarm clock, he won't wake up in time. <laughs> yeah, they would n- definitely not like to see that in their X-ray. Right. Okay. All right. We figured it out, Gary. We were on to you. Yep, the whole time. <laughs> Um, so Krusty remembers the station WDQT and its fat, pathetic manager. <laughs> Penelope says that, that was her father. And Krusty says that, uh, oh, yeah, he's the Greek guy. <laughs> uh, Penelope then shows Krusty uh, her Krusty Club ring, which features the clown face. But due to age, hers happens to be uh, missing one eye. Uh, she then explains that she wasn't popular because she was more beautiful and friendly than everyone else, which actually sounds like Anne Hathaway's own issues. Yeah. Uh, or the way she... we perceive her. Right. Exactly. Or at least I do. Um, no, you're not alone. People like people are just now, like in the past few weeks, coming around to Anne Hathaway. But a lot of times if people didn't like her. I think she's fine. Uh, whenever she looked down at the ring, though, she knew she had a friend. Penelope then pulls out her uh, Krusty Club membership card and gives Krusty a passionate kiss. He's worried that he's died on the operating table again, but Penelope assures Krusty that this is real. She then rubs his head and his flower lets out a little uh, squirt. Going back to Anne Hathaway, are you saying she was more of the devil in the Devil Wears Prada than uh, the devil herself, Meryl Streep? I think so. Mm. She's the real devil. I didn't know people hated Anne Hathaway. Yeah, I think that uh, people, yeah, they just found her to be, like you say, too much or just, yeah, like a drama queen type person. I, is she in anything right now? Like, is she on a show or in, in a movie? I, I, I mean, I know she, she just like, you know, had some kids and is like being mom for a couple of years, right? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the last thing that I saw her in. It's probably this episode because you just watched yeah. it. <laughs> You're right. Um, she's got a couple of projects that she's working on. Her oh, last is- big thing was a remake of The Witches. Oh, I remember. I didn't see that, but uh, this really is becoming the Anne Hathaway podcast. I guess so. I <laughs> guess, uh, guess we're switching formats. <laughs> Anne Chat or uh, Hathaway cast. Hathaway we go. I love it. There we go. And this the series ends when we actually have Anne Hathaway on. Like we'll have, you know, her <laughs> husband on. We'll have like co-stars on. Mm-hmm. We'll have uh, her parents on. Yeah, we'll have her parents on. That'll be for like our hundredth episode. You know. Yeah, of course. It's a big get. <laughs> we won't get her until our thousandth episode. Uh technically this is episode zero zero. We'll call this the pilot episode. Right. We'll we'll send this to the networks to yeah. get approved. <laughs> Yeah, come on, Jesse Thorne, approve this for the Max Fun podcast yeah. company. <laughs> Max Fun doesn't have enough and Hathaway content. Yeah, you had your Simpsons. You don't have it anymore. You can have both. Yeah, and the McElroy brothers are way too busy to do another podcast. So let's give it to us. Yeah, we want to be part of the Max Fun family. Yeah, call your local congressperson to get to the Noy Grand Boys on Max Fun. All right. That's right. Our personal favorite uh, local congresswoman is. Uh, What's your name here? Marjorie Taylor Green. Is that who we like? Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. Yeah. She's got all the power. Sad because it's true. Uh, so then the Krusty, the clown show begins with a new name, the Krusty and Princess Penelope Smoochy Poo. I love you, Howard, <laughs> which that should have been our name of our podcast. If we had seen this episode, this should have been the Annoyed Grump Voice Smoochy Poo. I love you podcast. Yep. Howard. <laughs> you could be like, I'm Krusty and I am Princess Penelope. And this is Smoochy Poo Poo. <laughs> Poo Poo. Gross. Uh, the clown promises no laughs, just hugs and cuddles. Just like this podcast. All right. That's our new <laughs> motto, too. <laughs> no laughs, just hugs and cuddles. 
right. Um, that's my shirt now. We're just gonna make it. We haven't had an Anoe Grunt Boys Simpsons Hunter Three Simpsons logo T-shirt in a while. Uh, yeah, I think we're gonna have to call it. Now the Anoe Grunt Boys present the Hunter Three Simpsons podcast with the quotes: "No laughs, just hugs and cuddles." I like it. It's it's, it's a good direction for us, I think. Yeah. Um. So then, Millhouse reassures Nelson. Uh, that pointing out that Mr. Teeny there has a flaming arrow. So, you know, something's going to be funny, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, Mr. Teeny uses that arrow to light a heart around Cressy Penelope. And above them, the text, Toujours les amours, appears. Uh, using his French to English dictionary, <laughs> Nelson is disgusted to see that it translates, Always love. Oh. Yeah. Uh, my chair lowers so that Cressy can ride along as Penelope steps down the stairs. And uh, he begins to sing a little jaunty tune. This old clown, tee-hee-hee, he's as happy as can be, cause I got a girlfriend under 33. Boo! I walked 19 miles for this? Can't you kids be glad for me? I am her, she is me, I'm just like Penelope. It's still on in my head. It will be there till I'm dead. (laughs) Whether she's competing in equestrian events at the 1976 Olympics or spending her summers at Holyrood Palace, Princess Anne is truly a world leader. Okay, so far for Inspirational Women Day, we've had one Princess Anne, 15 Dianas, two baby Princess Ingrid Alexandras of Norway, and one Princess Leia. I'm a Star Wars! I like uh, Nelson earlier when uh, I walked 19 miles for this. Yeah. Good on you, Nelson. You probably need the, the cardio there. But exactly. this reminded me of my favorite joke, though. It's a callback to, was it Bart Star, where Bart's the football, the Homer's the football coach? Yeah. And like one of the funniest, like, because you haven't seen them before, like as kids, like crossover cartoons in a way when oh God, crosses yes. over to Hank Hill from uh, King of the Hill. It's like <laughs> the, the Springfield football team is playing Arlington, Texas. <laughs> and Hank Hill's like, we drove 2,000 miles for this. <laughs> and it's like having the actual animation of King of the Hill. Yeah. In the Simpsons universe like that for us kids, that was like our moment of like, oh, my God. You know, now you get like three Peter Parkers from other movies, but right, this was was our multiverse. Yeah, that was all my (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Also, like how uh, the the this old man and kind of also like uh, with kids shows. uh, Barney uses that. uh, That's true. Yeah, he's a dinosaur, Steve. He's a dinosaur. He doesn't exist. Wait, dinosaurs don't exist. They never did. Oh man, what were they actually? Uh, They're just uh, tests to uh, test our faith. Um, Jesus bombs. Yep. Jesus bones. Um, I like uh, Ralph saying I'm a Star Wars. It's a fun little callback to him and his bending his Wookiee. Was this around? No, that was way earlier. I was thinking of the rest development joke with Lucille Ball giving oh. Buster like five dollars. Here's five dollars. Go see a Star Wars. <laughs> I like that you call her Lucille Ball. <laughs> Lucille Bluth. <laughs> Lucille Ball. <laughs> Uh, it was even second. Like I tried uh, Jessica Walters, the actress. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Jessica. Yeah, R.I.P. I don't watch Archer. I know she was a voice. Like, how do they? Do they? Do you think? They, do they uh, address That's that a, situation? I don't know. I imagine that they maybe had to kill off the character. Hmm. That's a good question. I don't think I've seen one full episode of Archer. Like I've seen clips and bits, but I've yeah. never seen one full episode. 
I've I've seen a few and I like it and I don't watch it for no particular reason. Right. But same with me, like Bob's Burgers. I finally watched one episode of Bob's Burgers and I liked it. Yeah. I didn't see the movie. My, uh, will I see the movie? No, because I. Yeah. I'll watch it. Okay. Jeez. Gosh. <laughs> there is a fun. Uh, speaking of crossovers, there is a fun Bob's Burgers uh, Archer crossover because. Uh, H. John Benjamin voices both of the characters. Yeah, but do they bring his character back from Dr. Katz? No, sadly. <laughs> Dr. Katz, <laughs> he demanded too much money. Yeah, that's right. $30. <laughs> in his, and Jonathan Katz in his uh, very mean voice <laughs> that he has. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just don't think we can do that. Uh, so we then go to the Four Seasons Capital City. Remember the Four Seasons thing that happened a couple of years ago? That was funny uh, with Rudy Giuliani. Oh, yeah. Isn't that uh, trial shit going on right now? Yeah, we live in a nightmare. But at the Four Seasons Capital City, Homer, Lenny and Carl are getting rubbed down in the spa. Ooh. Oh. Despite what anyone says, Lenny feels that massages are relaxing. Uh, Gator tells the boys that if they put if they sign up to uh, go to Cap City Nuclear, they'll get weekly massages plus free sushi right uh, right through the face hole. And he then feeds the men on some California roll and maybe some Inari. And Smithers looks on in the hallway wearing a towel. He then calls Mr. Burns to warn him about the employees being poached, adding that they are the heart of the tug and war team. Burns wants to know why this is uh, happening, and Smither tells him that it's reasonable, yet Dacronian uh, donut cutting that made the workers leave. Uh, Monty needs to take action. He rubs his head in thought until he leaves two indents on either side of his head. He then uh, plugs his nose and blows, causing his head to pop back into its original shape. I was kind of hoping that because uh, Smithers was on the phone with uh, Burns yep. wearing a mm-hmm. towel, I was hoping he uh, told uh, Mr. Burns to speak up because he's wearing a towel. I know. I thought I thought the same thing. <laughs> Missed opportunity, guys. Yeah, I think I think uh, uh, Lenny here is is having some good jokes. He might be the MJ because the fact that uh, yeah he's having conversations with people saying that spas are not relaxing <laughs> or massages. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know some people don't like it though. So yeah, to each his own. To each yeah, his I'm own. afraid to get a massage because I, I I worry that I'd annoy the masseuse or masseur, whatever the proper term is, uh, because I like Laura's tried to give me massages and my body doesn't know how to relax. Laura's his wife. Yes, Laura is his wife, my wife, my wife. Um, but yeah, I, my muscles tense up and I, it's hard for me to like not think about it. So I don't I wouldn't be relaxed at a spot because I'd want to make sure that they're happy massaging me. <laughs> I want it to end well. I want a happy ending. <laughs> uh, for me, I have never got a professional massage. And I think I make noise when I do get massages. <laughs> Mm-hmm. orgasmic noises like, right like the imagine the scene from when harry met sally you know i just uh, do billy crystal quotes <laughs> oh no yeah no no i go like you know just like one little touch like oh yes ah. yeah <laughs> i'm also afraid of like what if i pass wind yeah that's also a fear that i have farty right because you're relaxed like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you know that like they're trained to expect that and oh, you yeah. not about it, but still, I don't want it to happen. Yeah, it's not it's nothing sexual for me either, because like, no, it's it's the gas. And then just like me. Going, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. More harder. Mm. <laughs> but I'm not being pegged. Right. I mean, maybe is that I why am. you don't like going to a <laughs> yeah. massage because you're not being pegged? Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, uh, Mel is in part to watch the TV as Princess Penelope waters the sunflower. Sideshow Mel is dressed as a tree, and Mr. Teeny is a gnome on a toadstool. And then the sunflower turns out to be the crest man himself, Cressy the Clown, <laughs> singing yet another fucking song. But then he makes a bold statement here in this clip. I was a parched widow seedling Until you were watered with love Love, love, love. 
music. Oh, thank God. I'm sick and tired of this woman. Yes! Not being married to me. Huh? Penelope, will you be my princess bride? Oh, Krusty! Yes! Yes! <laughs> That's it. Game over. Is it, Bart? Is it? What are you talking about? A wedding is a complex thing, Bart. It's so easy for something to go wrong. <gasps> Millhouse Van Houten, will you do me the honor of ruining Krusty's wedding with me? Oh, Bart, this is all happening so fast. Let's call my mom together. A couple things here. I love the idea yeah. of, like, Bart thinks that Krusty is going to break up with his girlfriend on TV. Like, just his reaction. Yeah. Really funny. I also like when they're watching the show and... Uh... The visual of Bart with his uh with the blindfold and his ears plugged, and then Milhouse with a uh, paper bag over his head, but his glasses outside the paper bag. Yeah, <laughs> it's just What's fun. going on here. But of course, Milhouse knowing about divorce, you know, weddings. So yeah, um, so there's a kind of a weird scene where like Bart does the proposal. Yeah, to but then like to break up the wedding, right? Yeah, and then Milhouse says. Let's call my mom. So uh, <laughs> let's reenact what that would be like, Steve. So um, I'll be, uh, I'll be, I'll be Millhouse, and you could be uh, okay. his mom, uh, Luann. All right, yeah. right. Ring, 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 ring. You don't have to do a voice. It's fine. Okay. Ring, hello. Ring, ring, ring. Uh, oh, hi, mom. It's me, Millhouse, your son. Oh, hello, Millhouse, dear. How are you? Great. Uh, so Bart just proposed to me. <sighs> I knew this day would come. Uh, you don't let me finish, Mom. He proposed right. that that uh, he and I uh, uh -huh. try to break up Krusty the Clown's uh, marriage to Penelope, Princess Penelope. Oh, dear. Yeah, what do you think about that, huh? Are they going to have spaghetti at the wedding? I mean, I hope so. I'm going to have two plates. I'm not comfortable with that. Neither is your father. Oh, is Dad there? Uh, Yeah. Here Wait, I am. Are you guys back together yet? Uh, It's just a quickie. Don't worry, Millhouse. I said you don't have to do voices. No. Oh. It's, it's just a quickie, Millhouse. I'm fucking your mother, but it means nothing. All right. I just, uh, I just, for some reason, I wanted to call and let you guys know I'm going to try to break up Crusty the Clown's marriage to Penelope. That's all. We're too uh, busy with our own emotional damage to uh, care that much. All right. Uh, hey, Dad, one more question. Yeah. Why the fuck do you and Mom look the same? Are you brother and sister? Are you cousins? Uh, Am I, I gotta inbred? Go I'm inbred, aren't I? Motherfucker. Just like the gin and uh, Crusty Sandwich here inbred. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, uh, I got to go. The annoyed grunt boys are on the other, other line. <laughs> all right. And scene. <laughs> all righty. Our final act begins, as it always does, at the Springfield Nuclear Power Plant, where Homer, Lenny, and Carl have packed up their uh, belongings. And if you look, Homer has a uh, drinky bird in his box, which is a nice little touch, too, when he was with Unky Herb. Uh, Homer says goodbye to the power plant, tearfully saying that he has to leave before he has a meltdown. Good joke. Uh, Carl bids the, pan the plant uh, farewell by saying, if I hadn't had to work in you, we might have been friends. And uh, Lenny just offers a simple, so long. And then he flicks off the light switch near the door. And this causes the plant to shut down, along with all of the electricity in Springfield. <laughs> Realizing what he did, Lenny uh, flips the switch back on, returning power to the city. So, so funny. dumb. So dumb. Just the fact that like Springfield, like just one, one flick of a switch. It's like, oh, yeah. Uh, the uh, the drinky bird also besides uh, uh, Uncle Herb uh, when uh, Homer uh, gained all the weight too. Oh, that's true. Yeah, one of his coworkers because he was really the reason why the uh, meltdown was imminent because he was yeah. slacking on the job. The drinky bird. Yeah, drinky bird had a 
very important role in the Simpsons lifetime. Hey, if you have uh, fans out or Simpsons fans out there, you want to give them a Simpsons related gift. That's a good one to do. To get that yeah. little tricky bird thing. It's fun and obscure. I like it. Right, um, now you know what your uh, bat mitzvah gift is going to be. Ah, no, I'm going to be. You say bat mitzvah? <laughs> yeah, your bat mitzvah. Okay, I'm going to be a lady. <laughs> what a lady. Well, after your uh, quinceanero. Right. That'll be your quinceanero gift. I'm going to get the prettiest dress of them all. Um, and maybe I'll get a unicorn pinata. So the three men head to their cars when they are uh, stopped in the parking lot by a mysterious figure. Gentlemen, please don't leave me. Sir, I'm afraid it's too late. Oh, I imagine Cap City's been wooing you with trips to the seashore, a Christmas goose, Spanish lemons, folder all I can't afford to match. But please, accept this little going away present. <laughs> You can't win us back with mere donuts. Oh, but these aren't just any donuts. These donuts were made the old-fashioned way. The dough is sweetened with Cuban sugar from pre-Batista plantations. Then it's deep-fried in the tallow of three different animals, two of which are now extinct. All right, so what would the tallows of the extinct animals be? Um... Dodo? Hmm. I was thinking Dodo. Is there Dodo tallow? That's probably tiny. Uh, uh, woolly mammoth. That's probably yeah. good tallow. That's probably really good tallow. Mm. Yum, yum. <laughs> I can't wait till we finally clone uh, the mammoths and then we can just hunt them for uh, food. Yeah. <laughs> With my AR-15, because that's what we need to kill mammoths. That's going to be a thing that like kids do, though. Like Once they start cloning animals, they're going to put them in pens. And like it's going to be like that fishing where you just fish into an overpopulated lake. And every <laughs> right. time you cast your rod, you uh, get a fish. But yeah, they're just going to give kids guns. And send them to like a public, uh, like a national park, and you can just like the ones with the tags. You can shoot as much as you want. It'd be weird, but there will be woolly mammoths, right? Yeah, there will be. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so woolly mammoth, tallow, and uh, I guess we'll go dodo. Yeah, dodo. What else is? Ex- I mean, a lot of things are extinct. But... <laughs> yeah. My sense of fashion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I mean, really, when you do fry things, uh, what what kind of fat or oils you use does make a difference. I've noticed. It's true, so, yeah. Especially like maybe like starting like maybe in the eighties to like current even now, like the the use of using lard, uh, like mm-hmm. big fat for frying stuff like that, be like, oh, that's so unhealthy. But can't use it if you're a vegetarian, of course. But it does produce some of the best taste in food. Like if you're yeah. like frying a chicken or some shit like that, yeah. It is tasty, and of course, you know McDonald's fries back in the day. Oh, like back the beef towel. They'll never bring that back in. Because I mean, I understand because of vegetarians, but right. Just get your own beef tallow and uh, rob a McDonald's for their frozen fries. Yeah. <laughs> Give me your frozen fries now. You don't want any money? No. Just fries. And maybe a milkshake. And uh, the machine's broken, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like how we were both racing to get to that joke. I love yeah. It. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, Homer takes a bite of the donuts and is awestruck. Angels begin to sing, and Homer admits that. Uh, is the most amazing donut he's ever tasted. Uh, Burns offers that if they stay at the power plant, they can have one free donut every day. Homer's tempted, but Lenny points out that uh, one of those decadent pastries every day could kill them. And Carl then requests a health plan. Uh, Mr. Burns says, uh, sure, they could have a health plan or they could have two donuts a day. And the three (laughs) men are then back working in sector 7G, orgasmically enjoying those donuts. And, uh, Problem solved for a B story, right? Yep, we're done. 
All right, well, let's finish a story. So we'll have a let's have a little clip here with Kent Brockman. Move over, Brangelina. Take a back seat, Queen Latifah Rod, because today belongs to Crustelope. This is the fifteenth marriage for Krusty and the first for Princess Penelope, who is not, in fact, a real princess. Her actual name is Penelope Mountbatten Habsburg Hohenzollern Mulan Pocahontas. Well, let's do the ceremony. Friends, loved ones, we are gathered here today to marry a Jew and a congregationalist. Is that even a thing? And now, let's continue with this mockery. All right, Jackie Mason, late great, uh, back again. Reprising his role as uh, Hyman Graskowski. Yeah. Very cool. I can't Brockman's great in there. The, the full name of Princess <laughs> Penelope, was that just all like actual princess names too? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, the you know, does the Brangelina joke, which was the, what, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Right. And then the Queen Latifah and Aira, the Queen, what was it, the Queen? Queen Latifah Rod. Queen Latifah Rod. That was just a very fun playoff where it's like, eh, let's, they were never together though, right? No, uh, in fact, Queen Latifah has been, uh, not been with men for quite a while. Um, at the time she, she was, yeah. At the time was she say she was gay or not? Yeah. She was dating her personal trainer, Jeanette Jenkins, and they were going to get married, but the relationship ended. And then, mm-hmm. uh, in 2014, she met her, uh, her now partner on another reality show, Dancing with the Stars. So she and uh, dancer Ebony Nichols have been married for quite a while now. Also, I think it's funny the, uh, in the wedding when this is another old timey joke, but the guy in the horse costume or the two people in the horse costume split up one to the right side, one to the groom side. I just think that's, that's a fun old joke. So Queen Latifah was dating someone, her person named Jeanette Jenkins. That sounds like such a fake name. Yeah. There is a, uh, a rule in improv comedy that when you think of names, don't use J names because everybody always uses J, J names, particularly Johnson or Jenkins. Weird, because, yeah, even like as kids in high school, like making fake names, we always said Jenkins was such a yeah. funny name. Jenkins, like, where's that report, Jenkins? Exactly. That, um, in fact, there was a thing called, like, you're told not to do called don't have a scene where you say, give me the Johnson file, because that's another thing that people always do is they make a scene set in an office and it's always like, give me the Johnson file. And then, like, you would just like, all right, and you pull your dick out. There's my Johnson <laughs> file. Then I get a nail file and start trimming down my penis. It's a Johnson file. And then, like, yeah, then it erupts into a song called Trimming Down the Penis. Trimming down the penis. Making it work. Uh, Keep going. Trimming down the penis. Now you're right work with my work. <laughs> Blood on my jerk. And you did improv? Somehow. All right. Well, hey, Krusty looks down to discover Bart in an ill-fitted tuxedo. Krusty wonders where his original ring bearer, Mr. Teeny, is. And Bart tells him that uh, he locked the primate up there in the tour room. And then we go to a cutscene with Mr. Teeny. Uh, tosses the uh, the ancient text there. <laughs> and uh, Krusty asks Bart about his motive. And then Bart introduces Penelope to some of Krusty's former fuck toys. Oh, Princess, before you marry Krusty, there's someone you should meet. Holly Hippie, Krusty's sidekick in 1969 and his first wife. He wouldn't let me watch the moon landing. I was jealous of Neil Armstrong. 
And his last wife, Eartha Kitt, recorded this before her untimely death. They were only married for six hours, but she still hated Krusty. He was asleep for five of those hours, and the one he was awake was a catastrophe. Wow. 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 This is such an eye-opener. I am blown away by how little this bothers me. I really love this guy. And you are the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. And that's why I can't marry you. This kid and his ugly sister are right. I won't be good enough for you. At uh, the end of clip there, I do love when he points to Millhouse, referring to <laughs> Millhouse as his ugly sister. Bart's yeah. ugly sister. Um, <laughs> when Bart uh, says Eartha Kid before her timely death, uh, that's obviously not uh, Eartha Kid's voice. Cause what, when she died? She died in 2008, but it is her voice. Wait, how do they get that then? They recorded in 2008 before she died. Oh, wow. So Bart's line of like, before untimely death. Huh. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know, but she died on Christmas of 2008. And I think that maybe she knew that she was going to pass. And so Wait, how'd she die? Was it? Oh, no. Was she on her ninth life, Steve. <laughs> God, uh, bad taste. But uh, so this takes place, obviously, so Eartha Kitt. I mean, as kids, I think we knew that she played what three different women played Catwoman on the old 1966 uh, Adam West Batman show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julie Newmar and Lee Merriweather. I think she was the little, she was in the third season. I think Eartha Kitt was yeah. Catwoman. Uh, yeah, she was the last one. Right. I I always kind of think of her as I don't know. It's it's always a toss up between her and Julie Newmar as like when I think of Catwoman in my head. Yeah, I think Lee Merriweather is kind of the lesser of the ones. It's either Julie Newmar or Eartha Kitt. Right. Because exactly. Eartha Kitt like just like doing those cat puns was was pretty good. And like the third season of Batman is not the best. You know, that's all good, but yeah, you can have already like already feel like they're kind of sick of this shit. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of just kind of yeah making fun of it as they're going along. But um, it's funny because this episode takes place a couple years before The Dark Knight Rises, where Anne Hathaway plays uh, the Catwoman, Selena Kyle on that one. That's right. So many Catwomen. So many Catwomen. Steve, let's rank your Catwoman. All right. All righty. You got uh, uh, Julie Newmar, Lee Merriweather, uh, Anne Hathaway, uh, Eartha Kitt, uh, 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 Michelle Pfeiffer, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Michaela's mom. Makai Makai Pfeiffer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh Zoe Kravitz. So you got what uh-huh. six? Yeah. Um, I'll say uh I mean probably because of oh oh and Halle Berry, of course. Oh yeah, also Catwoman. Uh, I never actually saw that Catwoman. Me like, neither. She, she wasn't Selena Kyle, so does that even count? So just the Selena Kyle Catwoman then. Yeah. And uh so I'll go with um was it because of kids? Michelle Pfeiffer? Was that you know, I gotta say I think Zoe Kravitz is probably my favorite. Uh, I think she did a better job than uh, Anne Hathaway. Yeah, her costume was the dumbest, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Anne Hathaway's costume. Uh, I liked because her her ears were like the goggles in the, in the Nolan ones. I thought it was right. kind of clever way to do that. It was utilitarian, but like Zoe Kravitz uh, putting on the ski mask halfway on her face just always looks silly. And she seems like would I just like I liked her portrayal of uh, and I liked yeah. uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and Anne Hathaway's fine too. Yeah, uh, and uh, and the rest. And the rest. You know what? I like them all equally. How about that, Steve? Me too. Hashtag that. All women are cats. I mean, I like all cat women. My number one cat woman, 
the crazy cat lady on The Simpsons. Let's wrap this episode up, right? Penelope tells her husband to be that he can never disappoint her. She knows his past, his mugshots, his bowling alley sh- uh, shoe spray addiction, and even his country album. They don't bother her. And then as Krusty takes a, a hit of a shoe spray, as Penelope asks if he loves her, and uh, Krusty looks at his former brides, and then up at Pen- Penelope, he tells Princess that she's the only woman he cares enough to ditch at the altar. Penelope is heartbroken, but at least they'll always have Sideshow Mel's dressing room. <laughs> and the sidekick is surprised and disgusted that the clown and the princess boned in his dressing room. Seeing that marriage isn't happening, Hyman and another rabbi dance with Glee. Yeah, so then Penelope now is living in Paris and sings a sad rendition of uh, Moon River, which I'm, I'm, I'm sad Nelson didn't get to hear that. Yeah, I know. Loves Andy he, Williams. He, yeah, he loves Andy Williams' version. We know it's Paris because we get Tintin and Captain Haddock because they're <laughs> watching. So she finishes the song and uh, the cafe patrons uh, continue their espressos. I also like how like just like the she's wearing the black turtleneck, like such that cliche. Yeah. Fran, Fran, French, French, <laughs> French thing. I wonder if she's going to look over and see uh, Bruce Wayne sitting drinking a Fernand Bronca <laughs> with Michael Caine. Yeah. I, know, I saw that same way. Wait, isn't this how the Dark Knight Rises ends? With exactly. Halfway and uh, Christian Bale and Michael Caine sees. <laughs> he's like, Og, now did you, Master Bruce? Oh, sorry. You can't say Master Bruce anymore. Uh, <laughs> primary room, Bruce. That's right. <laughs> but that's Batman. We're on the Simpsons team. Let's get back on track. <laughs> We're almost done here. Penelope's walking on the bridge there and looks into the water where she thinks she sees uh, the old crest man himself. <gasps> Just my imagination. No, it wasn't. I came here looking for you and I fell off the boat. Krusty! My bush fell baby! You changed your mind. Ah, I'd rather be a happy schnook than a noble schlumpf. I do like the whole, like, she sees him in the reflection and, like, looks over and, like, oh, he's not there. We just in the water, like, drowning. <laughs> yeah. Aw, uh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Uh, so a fake unicorn on a rope floats by the crescent moon and text appears on screen that says, thanks for 20 wonderful years. The best is yet to come. I'd like to come. I, I agree. Especially this yeah. last season 33. I agree. Yeah. And as sweet as that is, once they re-ran this episode, Second time they aired it, they said, now stay tuned for three Seth MacFarlane cartoons. That's of course, funny. referring to <laughs> Family Guy, The Cleveland Show, and American Dad. <laughs> and then when they syndicated the episode, it says, think of all the things you could be doing instead of wasting your time with this show. That's kind of funny. Like, yeah, thinking about like, that was the same time period where Seth MacFarlane had three cartoons. Yeah. Sunday night was basically The Seth Simpsons night. and yeah. Seth. Weird. <sighs> but now all those shows are gone except for Family. Well, I guess just Cleveland Show is gone, right? Yeah. American Dad's on like TNT or TBS. Yeah, TBS, I think. And Family Guy is still on Fox. And Orville's on Hulu. And you can pick up Seth MacFarlane's albums at your local Best Buy. <laughs> Actually, I don't think you can. Best Buy doesn't sell music anymore. <laughs> no, nobody does. Unless it's like a limited release of vinyl. <laughs> yeah. Which you can pick up at SethMcFarlane.net. Yes. Get the uh, one with the, the record is shaped like Stewie's head. <laughs> I mean, maybe a 45 can work. But wait, no, none of them can work. <laughs> All right, Steve, that, that's yeah. the end of the episode, Steve. There's no white credits. It's all yellow, just like the Simpsons. Yep. And Coldplay. Uh, we're done. And uh, so let's bye. take a break and we'll talk about it. I said bye. Bye. We'll be right back.
righty, Craig, let's finish up our discussion of Once Upon a Time in Springfield. We'll talk about the things that made us laugh, our most valuable jokester, what we thought about the episode, and uh, what we're going to watch next week. But before we do that, let's talk about some merch, uh, what we might, might want on a t-shirt or a tattoo or some other piece of media. What do you say? I want all the uh, I want all the soiled merchandise that's in the dumpster with Krusty. <laughs> I like you that. think that scene too, that like Bart would be like, oh shit, free swag. Let's take yeah, it. Yeah, free crusty stuff. Hey Steve, remember earlier in the podcast when I say, uh, I'll let the audience know when the edible hits? Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, there's a lot of things probably from this episode, right? Like all the Princess Penelope stuff, like a unicorn. Oh, yeah. um, you know what? Maybe maybe I'll have a, a picture of, I'm going to make a meme of Smithers on his cell phone wearing a towel saying, you have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel. I like that. That's funny. All right. I'll, I'll make that the shirt. And then it'll be like, should have been quoted from this episode. Yeah. You know, we talk about action figures. I think there should be like a, a mill house with a bag on his head and the, his glasses over the bag. Action figure. I like that a lot. Wasn't that a Spider-Man uh, uh, character? Uh, yeah, there he was wore the a... Fantastic Four outfit, but wore, his Bagman. He wore the bag over exactly. His face. Yeah, when when I uh, can't remember, I remember reading that issue. I can't remember exactly what happened, but he woke up naked, and so the Fantastic Four, because he's buds with uh, the Human, Human Torch. Torch. Yeah, uh, which so he... I can't wait for. Uh, I can't wait for a Tom Holland and Human Torch. Like they, if they establish that they're like, so now in the Spider-Man universe, right? Like he's in college. He better fucking meet. Uh, Johnny Storm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, and they should be like the new best friend. Like, because he doesn't have MJ and Ned anymore because they wipe their memory spoilers for Spider Man No Way Home. That's right. I mean, yeah, we'll probably see them, but he better have a relationship with, uh, oh, who would you cast? Who'd be good? Uh, oh, uh, I, okay. So I, I admit that I haven't watched, uh, uh, Stranger Things in two years, but is Steve of age? No, he's older. Oh, well, he okay. might be the right age for, uh, yeah, no, he'd be good. I, w- I was thinking you were going to say a Flynn uh, Wolfdick. Oh, yeah. Or Flynn Hardcock. What's his name? <laughs> Finn Wolfhard from uh, TV's Ghostbusters. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, wasn't it the really bad one with the Miles Teller? It wasn't that uh, 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 Michael B. Jordan was. Oh, yeah, that. that's right. But he was he was redeemed as Killmonger in uh, Black Panther. So, yeah. And what's Creed three coming out? God damn it. I love the Creed movies. As long as Scott <laughs> Staff's not involved with those Creed movies, I'm good. Yeah, he gets punched because his arms are wide open. <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> deteriorating from the uh, episode again. Uh, so what's your product, Steve? Oh, um, I think. Well, I do like your idea of the. Uh, Annoyed Dinner Boys present the 108th podcast. Uh, no laughs, all hugs and smooches. Oh, yeah, that was it. Thanks for reminding me. That was yeah. my thing. Um, but I think I'm going to go with the uh, crusty club ring with one eyeball missing. You can keep that next to your other ring that only two special people have. That's right. <laughs> all right, another fun Simpsons reference. <laughs> um, all right, yeah. Cool. All we right. have products. We got our merch. Uh, so uh, what are some of the scenes or jokes that uh, made you go? <laughs> well, uh, Lenny, of course, all of his jokes, uh, the runs that he does. Yeah. Do we agree great. that he's the MVJ of the episode? I would say Lenny or maybe even Krusty because Krusty has some good one liners in there, too. Yeah. But it's not Homer this week. So no. that's good. Yeah, Lenny's probably get it. But I think for hands down, my favorite joke was from Mo and was when the headhunter is like, I'd like to buy a round. And Mo's like, I've heard about this and Barton in school and has to look it up. But a round is like in realizing that, oh, this is very good for me. Yeah, that, that's a great line. And that whole scene of even Homer just freaking out about seeing a headhunter. <laughs> it's such a dumb joke, but I love it. <laughs> 
I don't like in the episode where they're, uh, of course, degrading women in comedy and all that sort of thing. But the joke yeah. that he says that um, I don't want girls because they don't smoke cigars. <laughs> so we can't have the sponsors. Like It's that concept of I think my favorite jokes are all these old timey concepts. Yeah, definitely. You know, like the Roosevelt. Also, just the uh, the children laughing at Krusty make funny fun of the execs for their new MBAs that the ink hasn't even dried on. Like, yeah, and the whole uh, he was talking about the the logging trade deal or whatever with Canada. <laughs> the yeah, <tree> stuff. <laughs> that was good stuff. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I'll go with those. Those my favorite jokes and scenes. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, and we'll, jelly beans and jelly beans and Ben Vereens. Oh, now you're fucking rhyming. I know. Now I can do it. And also the uh, just when they. It's classic, but the whole no dough nuts. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's fun. Uh, so what did you think of this episode overall? You know, I enjoyed it. Maybe if you 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 had me at like a couple weeks ago, I think there was an episode that or maybe it was Take My Wife Sleeze, the last episode we reviewed. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like too goofy. And this episode is also goofy. And it just hit me at the right time at the right place. I was expecting to hate this episode. Yeah. Because usually when I see like an Anne Hathaway is going to be a character and it's going to be annoying. And like she was really good on this episode and she won an Emmy for it. But just like her doing the princess voice and then doing the Jersey accent or New York accent. I'm not sure which dialect it is, but you know that. Yeah. Long Island, maybe. I think it's Long Island. And like even the singing, you know, she's getting on that falsetto range. I thought it was just really enjoyable. And some of the jokes are just hit. It's a very simplistic episode in the way that like in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like it's a story that they've kind of told before. And it's just like oh, it's another crusty episode. Crusty's has a lot of episodes. Yes, this he was does. a pretty good episode. My biggest complaint is that it felt like a season finale episode, but it was literally the eighth episode. <laughs> yeah. And true. I was excited to see this character of Penelope. I'm like, oh, so they're going to have an ongoing story. Now, Krusty is going to be married, at least with somebody. And we're going to see her again. Yet we've never seen her again. Right. Because like even like I don't remember this character. And we talked about last week that all we remember was the uh, tapped out game. Mm-hmm. But she's been mentioned a couple of times. So the next episode after this, she's mentioned in the episode Lona Lisa. She's okay. in the title screen of the Nedliest Catch. She's in mm-hmm. a couch gag for them robot. And she's also in the title screen for the Princess Guide. OK, so she is kind of in the world. So my problem like is the way that uh, like Strawberry is to Milo. Or Kamiko to to comic book, comic book yeah. yeah. And but we do see Kamiko. That's true. I'm just saying, like next ten seasons after this episode, Jesus Christ, has it been more than ten. <laughs> <laughs> They've had episodes of Crest of the Clown, but you never see Penelope in it, right? Yeah. So this concept of Penelope is just gone. That's true. Do we have to blame Anne Hathaway? Why does she want to do the show anymore? I mean, they could just always, you know, have somebody else voice her. Yeah, they do that all the time. Yeah. You know, with you said like Milo, like there was just one time Jack Black, but then they, they use Milo now. It's just someone else. Right. Uh, so I'm going to give them a negative uh, 47,000 just for that one. Um, Tough but fair. Yeah. But I enjoyed it, Steve. Um, do I have to give it a ranking? You don't have to. I mean, uh, well, for the first like time ever, I'm going but, to. Okay. Uh, Eartha Kitt was mentioned in this episode. She died on Christmas Day, Steve. It's true. And Jesus was born in the year zero. So uh, out of zero, I'm going to give this episode a zero. Wow. Can't go any higher than that. <laughs> Can't go any lower. Oh, I could. I've could have done negatives. Yeah, but no, you didn't. You fine. You know what? I'll give it a plus one out of zero. All righty. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely 
um, one of those star-grabbing milestone episodes of it being kind of a celebration of the 20 years of The Simpsons that started in season 20 and ended in season 21, and it being the 451st episode. So it's a, it's a big milestone episode. And I was kind of bummed, to be honest, that you have this big momentous occasion and the Simpsons are kind of like side characters in this episode. So that was kind of disappointing, but it's so chock full of really good old timey Simpsons jokes that are so much fun that recall people like Conan or Schwarzschilder and just, you know, they're not trying to pander to anybody. They're just doing the jokes that they want to do. And I really appreciated that. Um, I also was skeptical of this episode. I didn't think that Anne Hathaway would be a good fit or it'd feel like kind of not in the world, but she fit right in. And I love her doing the Disney voice. And I think that the jokes were so solid. And so I'm going to, you know, Mill or Millhouse. Millhouse hasn't been married yet, but Krusty has been married 15 times. So I'm going to give this a solid uh, 12 out of 15. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think this is a watch. And I think that, uh, I think this is a, one of the, one of the better episodes that we've seen. I mean, season 33 was so good. So it's, it's kind of fun to go back to a season that we were maybe a bit more skeptical about and find, yeah. uh, find a good one. And I, I, I always kind of feel too, like the early 20s seasons, like 20 through like maybe like 20s three or four like a lot of them are kind of duds in my mind yeah just remember i, not, I agree like, yeah and also like i said in the podcast how like it's timeless too like you could just pop this episode into a new season and it totally yeah. works so. it's funny that they're talking about like girls replacing a boy thing and this is before even the uh <sighs> Ghostbuster thing was even an idea that or even like, you know, uh, Daisy Ridley and in, in the new Star yeah. Wars, like just too much masculinity in our pop culture. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's gross. And they were even talking about it then. And it's still something we're talking about 10 years later. Yeah, uh, just it needs to end. <laughs> like, yep. we're all human beings. Who cares what gender we are? Doesn't matter. Just let us be who we want to be and happy as long as we're not harming anyone else. Cool. That's the that's like the simplest way to yeah. just look at life. Just let people be and stop genderizing things too. Like yeah, we're not a political podcast, right? But we're a gender podcast. <laughs> that's right. We're a gender study podcast. But yes, like The Simpsons is not for boys. It's not for girls. It's for nerds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And dorks and dweebs and losers like you and me. That's right. But mostly so, virgins. Yeah. So all you virgins, dorks, dweebs, nerds, just general losers. We hope you stick around next week. Exactly. Because we have to watch another episode for you, you dweebs and you dorks and you nerds and you ne'er do wells. Ne'er do wells. And um, you dregs of society. Yeah, there you go. You, <laughs> this will get us more listeners. Just insulting the few that we have now. Yeah. You're our kind. <laughs> All right, you fucking losers. Let's find out. <laughs> whoa, what we're whoa, watching. whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, sorry. Don't say the good word. There's kids listening. Sorry, took it a step too far. Yeah. All right, you dandy losers. <laughs> yeah, I see, dude, old timey. Like, I say, yeah. say losers, say you dandy prospers. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, you dandy prospectors. <laughs> you dandy prospectors, you little uh -huh. rap scallions, you. Yeah, let's 23 scoot you to the next week's episode. And to do that, we're going to need that wheel of random. Uh, let's give it a spin to see which season we're in. Don't, 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 we have season 30. Season 30. Alrighty, let's give it another spin to see which episode we're watching. Nuts! Woohoo! Episode 8. Season 30, episode 8. All right, Craig. Well, 
I'm about to give you the title of the episode, and then you can tell me what you think the uh, plot is. So are you ready for the title? Yes. Should we also come up with what we think the title is? <laughs> yeah, what do you think the title okay. is? Okay, season 30, episode 8 is called uh, Bart's Comet in the Nude. So close. Okay. Uh, the title of the episode, uh, kind of related to this episode that we watched this week, it's called Krusty the Clown. Wait, what? It's called Krusty the Clown. So Krusty, comma, the clown? or No comma. Sorry, I, I paused there. Krusty the Clown. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wheel of Random did this. So yeah. it's, we're having back-to-back Krusty episodes, I'm assuming. Um, yeah. Okay, Krusty. So it's just called Krusty, like, the clown. No yeah. comp. No, okay. Yep, just Krusty the Clown. <sighs> All right, so... Wait, 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 what year? Season 30? Oh, yeah, season 30, uh, episode 8. It originally aired on November 25th, 2018. 2018. Okay, okay, then I think this could work. So it's fairly recent. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say because by this time, reboots and remakes were really into effect, right? Like um, like the Star Wars prequels, or not yeah. the sequels, you know. Um, that was like 2015 or something. So yeah, definitely right time. So Cressy the Clown is being rebooted because they feel that... <laughs> The current guy playing Krusty is too old because all of his references <laughs> are so dated and he never brings up his girlfriend Penelope ever again. <laughs> so they need to reboot Krusty to the modern age, but they don't want to do a white male because that's obvious. So they are casting out to people of color and people of uh, women or other genders. Mm-hmm. And Bart is very upset about this because he's all fanboyed about like, no, it's Krusty the Clown has to be played by a white Jewish man because that's the way he's always been. But mm-hmm. realizing Krusty is just a fictional character and not a real person that anyone could be Krusty. So it's much the way of like when fans get mad if like Superman is going to be cast as like a different ethnicity. Right. So I think that's the story. And Bart learns that racism and fandom is uh, toxic and uh, to get over it because it's, it's all fake shit anyways. Wow. I think that's a very good episode. I'd love to watch it. Um, and am sounds, I right? Sounds very timely, but no, you're <laughs> you're right that Krusty is in the episode. Woo. I get points. Yeah. And Bart's in it too. Nice. The synopsis is as follows. Homer finds his calling as a TV recapper. <laughs> so like us. Yeah. <laughs> But his harsh grating uh, causes a brawl with Krusty. Oh, wow. After almost killing Homer, Krusty hides up <laughs> in a real circus and finds happiness there. <laughs> so Krusty, okay. So Homer recaps episodes of Krusty the Clown and gives Krusty a bad review. So Homer tries, or Krusty tries to kill Homer and then hides out at a, at a circus where he finds joy. So really, my description for an episode, the real episode is the episode, and your description sounds like some bullshit we would make up. Absolutely, yeah. Are you sure that's not your pitch for this episode? I wish it was, because it does sound exactly... like something exactly what the guy would do. Even down to like, hey, uh, it goes to a circus. <laughs> but no, this was written by Ryan Coe, who we've oh, talked from, about before. Uh, he wrote some episodes of The Office. That's right. And it uh, features Billy Eichner playing himself. Oh, he's uh, got a movie coming out pretty soon. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's, it's touted as the first like major motion picture uh, uh, romantic comedy featuring two lead men. Yeah. As lovers, Steve. It's okay now. It's okay now. Steve, I know deep down you're fine with, you're not sexist. You're very gender fluid or with your ideas, but there's still one yeah. thing. 
<laughs> that you still have a little issue. And Steve, I think you know what that is. What's that, Craig? No, you can tell us. By the way, I'm still pretty racist. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Just it's one step at a time. Okay, Steve. So yeah, we'll get we'll that get racist thing. And then, but the other thing that you should probably work on is, of course, you know, kids and hot naked orgy. Yeah. No, the other one. Oh, right. <laughs> no, not that one. Kids and vodka. Yow. Yeah. We used to, you need to quiet down there. Okay. Don't, don't say that again. I get it. Hopefully Bart's not over here. Is Bart here? Anyway, I gotta poop. <laughs> All right. And there we got our eight-year-old <laughs> listeners to laugh. Perfect. There we go. <laughs> Steve, let's continue laughing next week, right? Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> if we made you laugh, you can reach out to us. Tweet at us. Right, Twitter, Twitter, yeah, and Instagram. Uh, I think we're still on Facebook. Uh, you can pop up up there too. It's at one three eight Simpsons. One three eight Simpsons. The numbers and then the letters. <laughs> and you can always email us at one three eight Simpsons at gmail That again is numbers and letters. And uh, you can always uh, leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app. But you don't need to write a real review. Just uh, tell us uh, what your favorite uh, donut is. Hmm. Or your favorite Anne Hathaway donut. Yes. And your favorite eating habit. <laughs> yeah. Vegetarian. I'm okay. Um, hey, but if you don't want to typey type, because you, you don't want to hurt your fingies, mm-hmm. you can uh, use your vocal cords like we do uh, by taking out uh, from your pants your uh, cell phone and to whatever podcast app you're listening to on this one. If you scroll mm-hmm. through the show notes, it should say something like uh, leave a voicemail. You could do that. <laughs> you just click on the button and it calls and uh, Steve won't pick up. I won't pick up, but uh, anchor will. And they'll yeah. say record this message and then you record it and then we'll listen to it and then probably put it on the podcast. Have we done that before? No, no, but we haven't gotten that many. But thank you yeah. for those who do. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we'll get you back to you about our car warranty. Yeah, maybe tomorrow. All right. For this week, I've been a very annoyed grunt boy, Craig. And I've been an increasingly annoyed <laughs> grunt boy, Steve. And remember, real humor comes from people being nice to each other. I work like I drink alone or with a monkey. Man, a lion would not want to see that on his x-ray.